Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 205 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm me. (laughs) Hello, me. And this episode is sponsored by Amelie Sontag. Thank you. Thanks, Amelie. Today, we will be discussing the first half of Chapter 3 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Will and Won't. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to dwaddle your way through the details. Before we begin, we're going to go to me for more of me, (laughs) but not you, because I guess you're me. That was confusing. (laughs) (laughs) You know what you should have done for your verb? It's not something like falling onto a couch or something like that, because that's what happens to the Dursleys. They're pushed onto the couch. <laughs> I also mean? love that you Ready said... Ready to fall on the couch. Dwaddle instead of dawdle. <laughs> <laughs> you said... Oh, she typed dwaddle. No, she typed dawdle and said dwaddle. <laughs> dwaddle. Dwaddle. I like dwaddle, dwaddle better. Dwaddle. We, lo- we love right. you. Dwaddle. <laughs> No. I was wondering, I'm like, that sounded a little funky in my head, but whatever. You know, I'm used to not saying anything correctly. Do- dawdle. There like, you go. Don't dawdle. I don't like that. Don't dawdle. I like saying it wrong. Wait, you, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. you genuinely thought the word was dawdle? Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> like, don't dawdle now. Like, if you never... All right. Goose geese. Kiss my butt. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Dawdle. Yeah, Libby. <laughs> Oh. Don't encourage her. <laughs> Do you want to introduce me as the topic? It's short. And sweet. We're going to head on over to Tiffany for the Weekly Profit, and she's going to tell us all about her game show experience of interviewing for the Harry Potter trivia game on HBO Max. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> extra. So, yeah, I did that. So some of you um, knew that. Okay. <laughs> Why are you this way? You're Megan's hand was already up. What? I was just going to say, she texted me initially and was like, Meg, you should apply. And I was like, okay. And then two minutes later was like, I applied. And I'm like, I'm not going to apply then. Why? Because <laughs> I was like, well, Tiffany can be the, the swish. Picked, they could have picked you. I could have been the token gay person on the show. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I would you, you say you could have been like the gay icon? Even <laughs> with, with the, gay the author icon. being... 
who she is. They probably. I would say majority, from what I've experienced, fans of Harry Potter are not straight. I know. Accurate. This so, is true. So they're probably you probably wouldn't be the token. It'd be the token <laughs> straight person. They, they, they like should have like picked white guy. Been me. <laughs> oh, so some of oh, you. Boy. Um, I think I mentioned it a while back in like one of our patron um chats, but. So the Harry Potter trivia game is going to be filmed in August in L.A. And so how long ago was that? A month? Maybe a month. Maybe a month. A month ago or something. They put it out and I saw it on Twitter. And so I was like, oh, cool. I'll apply. I had like not showered and I made a video and sent it in and just like filled out these answers and just was me not really thinking much of it but I did come downstairs and I was like you know I said I said I think I have a shot at that I was like you know with you know having the podcast and being a teacher I go people might like that and lo and behold like what was it the next day or two days later they called me and I flipped out and so I met some really, really cool people along the way. I did four total interviews. Each one of them started with a 20-question quiz. I missed a few, but generally, like, got some really, uh, like, some of the hard ones I got right. Like, directors and composer stuff that, like, not a, not a whole lot of people know. Um, Nicholas Hooper. Stuff like that. And so... And that was literally just because of this podcast that I know that stuff probably. But yeah, so I got an email yesterday as of this recording. And it was really sweet from the casting. And she was like, I'm heartbroken. They didn't pick you. But they did say in the email that um, I, th- I believe these people work for, for Wizarding World. That if there's any more projects that come up, they would love to like me to be their first email. I don't know if they said that to everybody. But I genuinely had like such a good time interviewing and showing off like my um, Potter shelf and my collection. I showed them the recording space. They asked questions about it. I talked about our patrons. And so it was just really cool. Like just a really cool experience and like got to nerd out with some people who, you know, you automatically connect with on one phone call. Yeah. It's just really cool. Like I actually emailed one of the people that I was talking to because he was making like the best puns before I was doing like a big, big interview. And I was like, listen, I didn't get the show, but like, here's my social media. If you ever want to connect. And he's like, oh my gosh, you were a pleasure. Thanks for hanging out with me. And it's just really nice people. <laughs> but like compared to Katie and I, whose puns are better? Ours or his? Oh, I don't know. I know more of yours, but he was like firing them. I think we do a pretty good job. Sarah, now we know who. Her favorite is, I guess, not us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I want to let you guys know that I would always pick you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, Tiff. I Go love to what Mia said. She goes, I stand by what I said on Twitter. I will be judging everyone according to how entertaining you would have been. <laughs> Honestly, that. like, that's that's the thing. Like, I really, like, hammed it up. And I would have I would have had so much fun. But I'm also kind of relieved at the same time because I would have had to have been in L.A. for two weeks 
And friends, it was literally the first two weeks of school. Like that would have been really tough to swing with with my job. So I personally was really hoping that you were going to get it because I was going to go to L.A. You were. <laughs> you were going to go to L.A. You were going to go to L.A. And now look at you us. We're going to, going to and L.A. Now you're, and now all three of you angels are going to L.A. And I'm not. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. That is literally, you can talk about that if you feel like you want to later on. But, like, it's just oh, hilarious. Someday funny. I'll go to L.A. Someday I'll go to L.A. We'll Someday we'll all go to Wizarding World together there. Yeah, that would be fun. Because you got to go to both. And right? there's also the Warner Brothers studio tour there. Yes. I hate you both. I don't know if they're going to Universal. Yeah, we're not going to Universal at all. Are you going to do the studio tour? Oh, I don't know about that. You should. Friends is there. I don't know what that is. Mm. The show. <laughs> we were on a break. Are you going to cry? Can I, have you gotten to there yet? We yeah. haven't heard that line, but, but we've seen up. what okay, happened. So here's my question. <laughs> were they on a break? But yeah, I want to know yes. your opinion. Yes, they okay. were. They were. They yeah, were. absolutely I mean, they were. They yes. were. Does it make it hurt any less? No. 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 It's still kind of messed up, but again, yes. they were. It's not cheated on in my yes. opinion. Right. Not, yeah, we actually talked about that. Yeah, for sure. So it was a great experience. I appreciated talking to everyone. And honestly, I think it is really, really cool that I even got a call back. And just to know that like people at Wizarding World... At least someone knows about Swish and Flick podcast, which I think is pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that was it. Speaking of Swish and Flick, you guys should go and follow us on Spotify by clicking the follow button on our page and share this episode with your friends by clicking the three dots in the corner of the episode page. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it also gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, live episodes, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. If you would like to send Potter stories, questions, concerns, etc. to our email, please do so to swishflickcast at gmail.com. I don't know what to do. <laughs> say it wasn't you. <laughs> what? I said say it wasn't you. All right. How do you get me that we got the recap coming to the podcast right now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just got it. (laughs) Meg doesn't get it, though. I feel better. (laughs) (laughs) What? Get out. Literally, the door's there. Uh, my girl say it me, wasn't you. You gotta catch you. What? what? Shaggy. <laughs> huh? Shaggy. <laughs> the Shaggy song. They were doing a little improv on it. Do you need me to pull it? It up is for you? ruined. Ruined. <laughs> I don't know how to. What were we doing? The recap. The recap. <laughs> recap time. So, uh, Discord gets a little ahead of this because we're actually recording this episode before we've even recorded the last episode. So, you guys kind of get a little sneak peek. Oh, yeah. Into what we're doing. But to everyone listening with their ears in current time, we were lucky enough to have a chat with Lori Kim, who wrote the book Snape, A Definitive Reading. And we go, we went more in-depth about Chapter 2 from Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Spinner's End. So thanks again to Lori. And I'm pretty sure we're going to have another 
episode with her in the future. Absolutely. That is the plan. So if you don't have that book yet, go get it. I was wondering, like, wow, your, like, recap's really short. Normally <laughs> it's a little bit longer than that. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's raining, it's pouring, Harry is snoring. <laughs> his, his room is a mess. There's newspapers all over the place. But it's kind of giving us an update on the wizarding world. You know, Harry's the chosen one. Scrudgemore United is the new minister. Um, and there's a pamphlet all about keeping safe, you know, nowadays. Because Death Eaters are just roaming around, snatching people. Hide your kids, hide your wives. Oh, no, nice. <laughs> Did you write that? <laughs> Sleeping Harry has a letter clutched in his hands. It's from Dumbledore standing. He's coming to get him. Woo-hoo-hoo. So Harry's leaving that night. Um, but, you know, Dumbledore arrives. And someone's stuff is in the way, so I literally can't thank you. See it? Uh, Dumbledore (laughs) arrives and doesn't let the Dursleys bother him. He just, like, just is super chill about it, but also, like, funny in a, like, a kind of a passive-aggressive, like, petty way. I love it. In such a good way. Here Mm -hmm. for it. And, you know, they just sit down for a chat, and Harry learns about the will of Sirius. The will and the way, you know? Mm. Jenny Fire says, oh, now he knows how to clutch letters. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, in his defense... I think it's clutched in his hands for like three days. And he didn't pack. He's like, I didn't want to believe it. And then I was like, you know, I can get that. Yeah. Maybe Dumbledore, that's why I don't pack all Dumbledore second. does is disappoint him. Whoa. <laughs> Not yet. The biggest disappointment comes at the end of this book when, you know, he's no longer living. So, you know, you're in this room with me this time. You know the truth. You don't have a screen to protect. Oh, my goodness. But believe it or not, which I'm sure you do believe it because this is a reread. For the first time in this book, we are with Harry. It's been a minute. And we're not even (laughs) with him yet. He's snoring. Yeah. He's not even awake. So he's snoring in his room. And just the state of the room shows what he's kind of been up to. So he's fallen asleep while staring out of his bedroom window, which I think is like... Super cute. I mean, he's just... He's a kid. I never slept on a window when I was a kid. Just like that he's waiting with like that. Don't say bated child, breath. Childlike innocence. Because he's snoring. <laughs> Anyways. He's snoring. His glasses are askew and his mouth is wide open. And honestly, the first thing I thought of was from Seven. Mark your cards. Um, <laughs> when Hagrid is carrying Harry back to the castle after, you know, the King's Cross afterlife stuff. He's literally like mouth open, glasses all crazy. And I was like, trying to catch flies. Isn't that what they say? Pretty much. Yeah. So the way that he was sitting, you were you. Ew. (laughs) The way that he was sitting with the street lamp outside and, you know, the way that the, the light had drained all the color from his face. The author describes that he looks ghostly. And I, I enjoyed that. Parts of, like, the description here reminds me a lot of, like, the beginning of the first book, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really getting, like, it's a like feel a little for... nostalgic. Yeah. I mean, because if you think about it, Goblet of Fire was so crazy because it was so unlike one through three as far as, like, the year at Hogwarts. Five at Hogwarts was a disaster. And in six, I think people like it so much because you actually get to, like, go to school with Harry again. 
And yeah. my mom was all she could talk about after five was how depressing that book was. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> it was rough. But like we get to go to to classes and enjoy ourselves again, right? We get to be on the Hogwarts grounds and, and enjoy ourselves. We get to play Quidditch again, right? We're not banned for life anymore. Banned for life. And so I think that honestly, I think that's why people people like six so much. And so his room is pretty much a disaster. Yeah. I like that Katie says, I kind of like the parallel of him holding on to this letter when Dumbledore is taking him from Private Drive and him grabbing the letter. Like, you know, gra- like when he was oh, a baby, baby had yeah. a letter he, too he from Dumbledore. It. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cute. Good. I- it's a good idea. It's a good comparison. Good job. Good job. So there's owl feathers, apple cores, sweets wrappers all over the floor. In never- your room. He ain't got no time. Here's my thing. The if I'm being a thousand percent honest, the feathers and like the wrappers don't bother as much as the apple core. That grosses me out. <laughs> I agree. And there's a number of spell books that lay, quote, higgledy piggledy, and I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> among the tangled robes on his bed mm-hmm. and a mess of newspapers that sat in a puddle of light on his desk ah the tangled robes we weave the robes so there's a lot of um daily profit articles in this chapter so here we go so the one of the newspapers um the headline read harry potter the chosen one question age 12 Here's the question. I don't know if you're going to talk about it at the end of this, because I'm assuming you're reading this all out loud. This is what it looks like. Yeah, I didn't want to break it up or summarize it. I don't care. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, I wonder, like, how did that information get out? I asked the question. Okay. I do, because I don't know. So let's get to that. So Harry Potter is the chosen one? I don't know. According to the Daily Prophet, quote, rumors continue to fly about the mysterious recent disappearance disturbance at the ministry of magic during which he who must not be named was cited once more quote we're not allowed to talk about it don't ask me anything said one agitated obliviator who refused to give his name as he left the ministry last night Wonder who you are. nevertheless highly placed sources within the ministry have confirmed that the dis- that the disturbance centered on the fabled hall of prophecy the ministry spokeswizards have hitherto refused even to confirm the existence of such a place. A growing number of the wizarding community believe that the Death Eaters now serving sentences in Azkaban for trespass and attempted theft were attempting to steal a prophecy. The nature of that, pro- of that prophecy is unknown, although speculation is rife that it concerns Harry Potter, the only person ever known to have survived the killing curse and who is also known to have been at the ministry on the night in question. Some are going as far as to call Potter the, quote, chosen one, believing that the prophecy names him as the only one who would be able to rid us of he who must not be named. The current whereabouts of the prophecy, if it exists, are unknown, although continued page two, column five. So first things first. You're the realist? Yeah. The wizarding, the general wizarding public don't know that the Hall of Prophecy is an actual place. Right. That's not something that I really remembered. Me either. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. And that's like, that's like, uh, uh, that's like uh, if our government was like hiding aliens. UFOs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it? Uh, Area 51. Yeah. I wanted to call it Area 54. <laughs> like Studio 54. And right. That's not right. So I just thought that that was really interesting that the general public 
don't know that that's an actual place. It's just I think part of it is is one of those things where like when you talk about prophecies, a lot of it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you like, I, I was told once that like if you read your horoscope in the morning, you almost you almost unknowingly like unconsciously like make it happen make like it if you're so. gonna have a bad day like if it says you only have like one star yeah it's gonna <laughs> like, oh i'm gonna have a bad day so you're already in that mindset yeah where like if you were at the end of the day to see how your day went you're like oh like more so like that so i always think about when it talks about prophecies and i know we've talked about it in another episode but like with um oedipus rocks where they get the prophecy that like the guy's son's going to kill him and marry his mother and all of these things. And so he goes, he wants his son killed so it doesn't happen. And then Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen. And then everything in the prophecy became, came true. And you see that a ton where like there's prophecies and they try to go around it. And that then makes the prophecy come true. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Vinny says as someone that understands um, astrology, don't read horoscopes. They are trash. That's his point of view. I like reading them because I think they're funny, but I don't read them all the time. Right. Anyways, but like, that's just like one thing. Like, I wonder if they're thinking we don't want to tell the public because if they hear about it, they're going to constantly be like Lord Voldemort. They want to know yeah. like, what's about them or like, you know, yeah, be more trouble than it's worth. Cause like maybe some of them do come true. Maybe some of them don't. Yeah. And I wonder if like just hearing this, they're speculating. Cause they're like, well, if there is a prophecy, if there is a hall of prophecy, if this is true and they know that however many years ago he went and tried to kill Harry and then that whole thing happened and Harry lived, survived the killing curse, but Voldemort didn't Mm -hmm. so much. He didn't really die, but now he's back. They're like the only, like I, and I don't, not everyone would think this, but I think is a, in my head, logically I'd be like, well, they're connected, so, like, maybe he is the only person that can get... Like, they have to fight again. I think it would be just, like, a guess gone right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I I think that this is all stuff that people could come to the conclusion of without... Just like Sarah, just, like, that's how you draw your line. Right, like, it it makes sense that people would pull these conclusions, and I think Mm -hmm. that that's all this is. I don't really know... I don't know if there's anybody leaking information, but... Well, like, I was thinking about, Nobody else would have heard. You know, was it year one? When were they down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he does that whole thing, and then he was like, naturally, the the whole school knows what happens. Yeah. But, like, no one was there, so how do they know? So, like, who down there... Like, do they have cameras? Are the chickens watching and telling people what happened? (laughs) You know those chickens talk. You know? I don't have my mask. Hens in a hen house. Clucking away. Not just hens. Everybody gossips. Roosters, too. Yeah. Yeah. So but that, it would be hens in the Hall of Prophecies if they were laying eggs. Regardless, I don't want people saying that <laughs> just women gossip because that's not a true fact. This, is, this is accurate. We know it's not true. Um, yeah, so that was, uh, that was my second question. How did they get it right? Well, they're like Harry says, I think he says it later on, they're bound to get something right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just thought that that was interesting. It really, really... It's really good guessing. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's another newspaper that's laying beside the first one, and the title of that article that's facing up is Scrimger Succeeds Fudge. Can I just tell everybody, because everyone needs to know this, when I read his name, I do read it as Scrudgemere. <laughs> <laughs> and that he'll forever be, Go Scrudgemere, Scrudgemere. Go Scrudgemere. Go Scrudgemere. Go Scrudgemere. Go Scrudgemere. Go Scrudgemere. 
So, quote, most of this front page was taken up with a large black and white picture of a man with a lion-like mane of thick hair and a rather ravaged face. The picture was moving. The man was waving at the ceiling. Because the paper is laying down, if that confused you. (laughs) (laughs) To the left of this paper sat another, which had been folded, so that a story bearing the title, Ministry Guaranteed Students' Safety. Okay. <laughs> was visible. Newly appointed Minister of Magic Rufus Scrudgemere <laughs> spoke today of the tough new measures taken by his ministry to ensure the safety of students returning to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry this autumn. Quote, for obvious reasons, the ministry will not be going into detail about its stringent new security plan, said the minister, although an insider confirmed that measures include defensive spells and charms, a complex array of counter curses, and a small task force of aurors dedicated solely to the protection of Hogwarts School. Most seem reassured by the new minister's tough stand on student safety, said Mrs. Augusta Longbottom. My grandson, Neville, a good friend of Harry Potter's, incidentally, who fought the Death Eaters <laughs> alongside him at the ministry in June, and and then she's cut off because the article's, you know, finished on that page. But here's the thing. You can't fault Scrudgemere United for what went on. Because that was a student doing all of that. Everything that he did was protection from the outside. But the way that Draco did it, obviously, he was already an insider. In. And then, you know, obviously used the cabinet to bring the outside in. So, like, oh, are you talking about he, did, this year? he did yeah. what he could. Yeah. You know? He really did. He, he, he makes some really poor choices. And especially asking Harry to basically lie to the wizarding world by like saying that he like agrees with what the ministry's doing and he needs to like pop in and out make it seem like he's working with them that in itself is wrong but on like surface level like he was doing what he could i think you also though had to think about that it's not just like what measures you put in place that like are practical but like how people feel and how people view things is important to like how you Use your words and say things and all of that is also important. Not saying what yeah. he did was right right or wrong, but like maybe having Harry being, if they do think he is the chosen one, regardless if he is or isn't, mm-hmm. having him be out there and be like, we're going to do whatever we can. Like even just saying like, we're going to do whatever we can to get Voldemort. Yeah. Like pe- that'll give people like a little bit of hope and not be as It, it seems like a false sense of security though that ran along the same lines of fudge. Arresting people, keeping them in Azkaban who didn't deserve to be there, chasing after Sirius Black. It's, um, you know. But all I'm saying is morale is also important. That's all. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. Can we also point out that uh, now Neville's grandma is like, oh, friend of Harry Potter's, fought against the Death Eaters. You know. Hey, that's my grandson. I mean, before he was like, she was like. Snaps for growth. However. Right, I know. You you can't take back what you said and did to that boy because that yep. has scarred him for life. Yeah. He's going to have to live with that for the rest of his life, unfortunately. And honestly, so is she. Yeah. Well, I mean, and uh, is she so set in her ways that, like, the only, like, because now he's being, in her eyes, brave enough and doing things that his parents... Brave enough. That hurts me. I You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's now seeing him as, like, an actual wizard in some Worthy one of value. Of her attention. Yes. Where before... So sad. Yes. 
It's very sad. So hopefully he'll realize that he doesn't need anyone's love and attention to feel worthy. Except Hannah. Amazing. Hannah. But even like he doesn't need. I know. Can't give a professor love. Professor love. Anyway. All right. I'm done. So the rest of that story is obscured because there's a large birdcage standing on top of it. In case you guys forgot. We're in Harry's room right now. <laughs> Are we? Yeah. So second bedroom. True. <laughs> Were the apple cores Hedwig's or Harry's, or both? Both. Probably Harry's and then Hedwig's. Yeah, I always left know. empty cups in my room. So, so bad with many empty cups. cups. So bad yeah. with empty cups. I'm better now. I don't leave. The Lord. Like, I don't. I. Now. I don't. If I'm being honest, I don't eat apples like that, so I wouldn't have a core anyways. I, I always it. cut, I cut it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not supposed to bite into things like that. So it's Hedwig <laughs> inside, and she clicks her beak impatiently, but Harry is too <laughs> deeply asleep to hear her. Can you um, picture her like... <laughs> You know, like, oh, feed me. Let me out. I want to do hungry. something. Well, and, like, are birds like that supposed to live in a cage? No. No. Right. Like, Sirius wasn't supposed to live in a cage either. What would happen to him? Ooh, well, I guess Hedwig's beating the same end next book, so sorry. <gasps> Sarah. And, like, really early on. <laughs> yeah, like, this time next she book. She has, bye. like, less than a year to live. Brandon, that gift. <laughs> my heart that's like really sad so there's a large trunk in the middle of the room and it's lid is open and it's almost empty except for old smelly underwear <laughs> sweets empty ink bottles and broken quills i feel like that's such a boy thing to do but i don't know because i'm not a boy but going back to the owl thing i guess the author had to come out and ask people not to start getting owls because they're not supposed to be caged and disney had to do was it with um Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. Because mm. I guess like, after Finding Nemo came out, like everybody wanted clownfish. Mm-hmm. And then when Finding Dory like, came those out, are hard they to all wanted whatever kind of fish that was. But they're A very endangered and all of those things. So they're like, don't go buy them. Like, we don't want people buying them and like being taken out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I prefer orange tang. I orange tang water. is pretty good. Tang? I've been in yeah. tang in a very long no, time. Me either. Forever. Mm. I haven't had I mean, Kool-Aid in forever either. Me neither, but that was what I had. Katie, she said she got a beagle because of the Shiloh movie. So I got a beagle because of Snoopy. cry my eyes out. <laughs> uh, uh. Um, okay. So on the floor also is a purple leaflet with the words, issued on behalf of the Ministry of Magic. Purple. Let's just talk about a waste of paper. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know this is one of those things, and I think that... I think that this can be, um, it's, you know, there's like false senses of safety. I will say, I do like the security question. I think yeah. that is, that is yes. a good thing to put in play. Because the order uses it. Yes. But so I it's... also think that like, realistically, how many people are reading these things? And when you've gotten a pamphlet, do you read it? I no. usually don't. Also, yeah. don't hand me things. I, I tell you no. Honestly, they would have done better to have defense against the dark arts classes. Oh, <laughs> What? Really? You don't want to just read out of a book? Like, not not even like that, but just for, like, the wizarding world in general. Like, right now, like, if they were to, like... Like a refresher s- class? S- set up some classes. Let's learn some... 
but how many saving tactics? How are you going to enforce that? You know what I mean? And like, I guess not I, enforce I would, it, but but like at least the people who actually cared would show up, and then the people who didn't, you would be like, are you but, a theater? But think about the people that wouldn't show up because they're afraid to leave their house. It's true because this is a dangerous situation, and it's it's, true. they don't they don't Have even want to leave ministry. in the middle of everything. <laughs> Everything's compromised now. I mean, really, well, it is. Or it will be very soon. Um, okay, so it says the wizarding community is currently under threat from an organization calling itself the Death Eaters. <laughs> Observing the <laughs> following simple security guidelines will help protect you, your family, and your home from attack. One, you are advised not to leave the house alone. I'm just saying I don't think that will do much of anything for you against the Death Eaters. Um, two. Particular care should be taken during the hours of darkness. Wherever possible, arrange to complete journeys before night has fallen. Three, review the security arrangements around your house, making sure that all family members are aware of emergency measures such as shield and disillusionment charms, and in the case of underage family members, side-along apparition. Four, again, we've all said we think this is a good one. Agree on security questions with close friends and family so as to detect Death Eaters masquerading as others by use of the Polyjuice Potion. See page two. So this is like multiple page pamphlet. Again, who's going to want to read that? You need to keep things <sighs> I know. short and concise because let me tell you, I'm not reading it. If it's super long. What? Keep it simple. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say the last part. Well, I was trying wondering. to be nice. <laughs> yeah, me. I'll say it. <laughs> you could have just keep it simple, Sarah. <laughs> there you go. Five, should you feel that a family member, colleague, friend, or neighbor is acting in a strange manner, contact the magical law enforcement squad at once. They may have been put under the imperious curse. See page four. Four pages. Four. Right? Four. Oh, just wait. Four. Is that magical? Six. Should Everything. the dark mark appear over any dwelling place or other building, do not enter, but contact Ooh. the aura office immediately. Shouldn't that be like number you one? Don't. <laughs> yeah. Why, I, why is it at the end of the list? I what, agree. If I, what if I stopped reading and thought it and was I, a, hello and welcome to my birthday party? <laughs> like, Tiffany. <laughs> it would be Voldemort with those glasses with the fake nose and the mustache. <laughs> I'm not Tom. I'm Ron. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, seven. Magical number. Unconfirmed sightings suggest that the Death Eaters may now be using in theory. Oh. See page 10. Any sighting of an inferior. the most awkward. It's just, oh. so, no, but it's like so many pages. Like, it's yeah, just. It's too much. Stupid. Like. You gotta, if you really truly want to get information out to someone, again, like she said, kiss. Keep it simple. I won't call anyone stupid because I'm nicer than... Keep it simple, silly. (laughs) Silly. (laughs) But, like, who's gonna want to read all of that? I guarantee you Harry didn't. He probably didn't even read past the first page. We're reading reading more than Harry did. Probably. (laughs) You probably just tossed it out of the ground and was like, whatever. Um, so, so it continues. Start a fire. <laughs> and not like just a fire, but like in the fireplace is what I mean. Harry started the fire. Yeah, <laughs> not just setting fires places, but like in a contained space. <laughs> Meant for fire? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Um, any sighting of an inferior or encounter with uh, I don't know what that's supposed to say should be reported to the ministry immediately. So that is that is it. So I just want to point out though that there were seven things. So mm. 
Um, but again, like, for too many. You know what they don't really vacation said? at the lake. They could have said, if you see something, say something. Amen. Right? Mm. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Um, so Harry's still sleeping, and there's an alarm clock next to him that showed one minute to 11. And in Harry's hand, he has a piece of parchment with thin slanting writing that had arrived to him three. This usually is not my job. Days ago. Um, and it says, Dear Harry, if it is convenient to I'm you. Sorry, can you read it like Dumbledore, please? Ooh, um, I want you to be pompous. Dear Harry, really? if it is convenient to you, Lower. I shall call at, Lower. N- at number four <laughs> <laughs> this coming Friday four. at 11 p.m. to escort you to the borough 11. where you have been invited to spend the remainder of your school holidays. My eyes are watering. <laughs> If you are agreeable, I should also be glad of your assistance in a matter to which I hope to attend on the way to the borough. I shall explain this more fully when I see you. Kindly send your answer by return of this owl. Hoping to see you this Friday, I am yours most sincerely, Albus Dumbledore. Brian. Wolfric <laughs> Percival. Can I just add two things? First of all, that's real late. So, like, <laughs> yeah. it also was surprising to me, like, that everyone in this house besides Harry and Snoring, yeah. but, like, they're all up. And mm-hmm. I'm, I get that it's mm-hmm. summertime, but, like, I don't know. I've That's grown late. up with a mother who's always in bed before 9 o'clock. So, like, having Petunia up at 11 p.m., like, still cleaning. Maybe she I was thought the same thing. Watching like, the neighbors. They're all up. No, he said she's, like, got her set. She's clean. She's all ready to go to bed, but she was just cleaning the kitchen. And, like wiping everything down and like Vernon's up and Dudley's up, but then they're he's gonna go on that whatever to meet Slughorn. So like is, when does he get to the borough? Like super early midnight. in the morning? Like I think he gets there after midnight. Yeah, like that's and that's crazy and, and kind of rude. Molly's up still because she's waiting for Arthur. Anyways. Yeah. That just was surprising to me. It is it is rather late. But I do think that the time is late because of the thing they have to do on the way to the borough. Um, Runel Waslow Because he wants Pet- to surprise him. Sorry. Pet- Petunia cleaning before bed is the most relatable thing she does for me. Honestly, same. If I go to bed and like my stuff, at least my kitchen, if my, ki- if my dishes are done and my counters are clear, I feel like very good. It makes my brain happy. So I, I relate to her on that. So Harry knew the letter by heart. And had been stealing glances at this missive. That is what it said, but I don't know what that means. Did you look it up? No, I guess I could have. Huh? Wouldn't have been helpful. <laughs> you don't know what a missive is? No. It's just like a letter. Just like a short, like... How did that originate? Oh, yeah. A letter. That's what it says. Literally, the definition. <laughs> Especially a long or official one. A sentence that it is used in. He hastily banged out electronic missives. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, he kept stealing glances at this missive every few minutes since seven that evening. When he had first taken up his position beside his bedroom window, Harry had sent back his yes by owl. And all he could do was wait at this point. Um, do you think that Dumbledore at the bottom of this missive had like, check yes or no? <laughs> yes or no. Yes, no, maybe. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Harry hadn't packed, though, because it all seemed too good to be true. He was going to be rescued from the Dursleys after only a fortnight, you know which, as we know, is two, two weeks. weeks. Um, and now he's just, this is like anxiety in Harry's head. He just keeps thinking like, what if Dumbledore didn't get my response? Was this really happening? He had a feeling that it was going to go wrong. Was the letter really from Dumbledore? Was it a fake? Was Dumbledore going to be able to collect him? And I think that this is all just kind of a little bit of trauma from last year. (laughs) Yeah. PTSD from Dumbledore ignoring him for a whole year. Mm -hmm. Um, That sounds terrible. I wasn't laughing at that. Dumbledore. Dumbledore and... Literally everybody else on that order. Yep. You know what I mean? From ring, the order. ring, oh. ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. What? I said anxiety. Mm. <laughs> I thought you were talking about banana phone. I mean, I was, but I was just using the, the jingle. Melody, you know? Yeah, using the jingle. Thank you, Raffi. So, as Mike said, were you going to say something? No. I- okay. As Mike said, Harry legit couldn't even let himself pack. Mm. Because if there's a possibility that he has to unpack again oh, and God. face disappointment. That like hurts just thinking about. Yeah. And as we stated, Dumbledore has disappointed him in the past for an entire year. <laughs> so this makes sense. We'll just wait. He's about to be real disappointed. <laughs> Sarah, get out. He's going to be real sad. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, he's also really sad right now, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. The most he'd been able to do... Tonight, just in case, was at least have Hedwig safely in her cage ready to go. That makes me wonder. How long does it take to get her to go into the cage? Yeah. That's the only thing you did. Probably a while. <laughs> it's anything like my friend's cat who needs you oh need two gosh. sets of hands to put him in a carrier. But if you think about it, like Harry's sassy and then he's with uh, Hedwig, who's also very sassy. People know? and their pets tend to match. They do. In look and personality. And I think that that's hilarious because sassy harry and sassy hedwig are mm-hmm. very much alike mm-hmm. you can't tell me what to do um so at the exact moment that the clock strikes 11 the street light street lamp outside goes out and that wakes up harry as if he had an alarm so he like wakes up suddenly he unsticks his cheek from the window and fixes his glasses and he sees a tall figure in a long billowing cloak walking up the garden path so it's described as he like jumps like he got an electric shock. Oh my god, he's actually here. I'm getting out of here. Yes. How can he see if there's no lights? He's a wizard eyes. <laughs> wizard eyes. <laughs> hey, but peep that deluminator. Yeah. Right? Hey. Well, isn't it the put outer? Oh god. Right, right now it's the put outer. Put outer. <laughs> it's the deluminator the same thing my friend i know i like the other word put out or just sounds trashy well they're they use quills instead of pens they're a little trashy oh i would think that's my class (laughs) i think think it's one of those things where you're working harder not smarter listen yeah wizards we're We're wizards (laughs) mia says they're extra yeah they're extra oh gosh so harry starts just grabbing everything from the floor, just throwing it into his trunk because, oh, yeah, he has to pack an entire trunk full of things again. Um, he hears a doorbell ring downstairs and Uncle Vernon shouts, who the blaze is, call- is calling it this time of Ding night? dong. Whoops. Harry Must forgot to tell them. Oh, my God. <laughs> Knocking oh on the front. Dursley's front door. 
Harry didn't tell them that Dumbledore might be coming. So he feels panicky and like he's going to burst into laughter, which is that is hilarious. A, that is, it's laughter thereafter. That is yeah. pure relief. Yeah. I didn't know that Dumbledore's coming to get me <laughs> <laughs> at 11 p.m. tonight. Oh, my God. I didn't tell them anything. <laughs> so he shows up anyways. <laughs> Sarah. She okay. <laughs> Oh, you guys are welcome for me. Pretty freaking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he hears Dumbledore from downstairs say, Good evening, you must be Mr. Dursley. Strange, like, they haven't met, and yet, like, a lot rides on the Dursley-Harry Potter relationship, as far as protection goes. He says, I dare say Harry has told you I would be coming for him. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry's <laughs> bolting down the steps two at a time. There's Dumbledore standing in the doorway and there's Uncle Vernon looking like he can't believe his eyes. Um, from the book, judging, or, or Dumbledore says, judging by your look of stunned disbelief, Harry did not warn you that I was coming, said <laughs> Dumbledore pleasantly. Like he's amused from he, the get-go. I think he enjoys this. Yeah. For sure. However, let us assume that you have invited me warmly into your house. It is unwise to linger overlong on doorsteps in these troubled times. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> let us assume that you have invited me warmly into your house. <laughs> Get some manners. Honest to God. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. But like, I wonder if they if they weren't wizards, like if Dumbledore wasn't a wizard, if he would have been like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Oh, you mean prejudice? Did there's at least not inviting him in? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like I okay. wonder if they would have been nicer, but at the same time, you're also coming there at 11 o'clock at night. I don't know. Harry did fail to tell you guys, so it is odd that someone's knocking on your door at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, like it's okay uh, to be a little shocked. I, I agree, but also like, I feel like the Dursleys are just not nice. Oh, hard <laughs> agree. Yeah, no, no, no. They are not, uh, they're not nice people. If it was me, I would hide and not answer the door because that's what I do. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah. The door will knock and I'll have like anxiety. The first. door will knock? Someone will knock on the door. <laughs> the door just knocks myself. That's why I'm you know so scared. Sometimes, Because you know how like the window's like right in front of the door. I will hide in my kitchen so no one can see me mm -hmm. through that window or the window on the door. Mm -hmm. You got a lot of windows in your house, man. Yeah. I have like a little, you know, like the little... People. Yeah, that you can see through, and I like sneak up to it. <laughs> Who's there? Um, I like that Brandon says, "Is Dumbly a vampire or just super polite? You got to be invited in." Oh, I don't get that. Vampires have to be invited into your house. They can't go in. They can't get in your house. That's a huge thing. Do you not watch True Blood? No. If an if a human owned the house, yeah, they had to invite a vampire in. Otherwise, the vampire could not cross into like in the doorway. Why the threshold? I don't know. That's how vampire rules work. I didn't know that. Yeah. So like, if you ever watched True Blood, Sookie owns. Well, it's her grandmother's house. Sookie owns the house. No, I didn't watch Buffy. I didn't watch Vampire. You Diaries. watched some of True Blood. I only watched the good part. Well, okay. let me, let me, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I was not a Bill fan. I was more of an Eric fan because he's. Uh, Oh, Alexander Skarsgård, my friends, is an attractive man. Yes. But she's married to the guy that played Bill in real life, Stephen. No way. Yeah, they have twins. No, I'm not talking about that. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh, ba -ba 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 Bingo. Bingo. What did I talk about education? I don't know. Did you? I don't remember. Education. Did I? Education. Somebody confirm. I don't remember. 
Education. Education connection. Oh, oh missing, missing school. school for trivia. Got it. Got it. Oh, okay. 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 All right. Woo-woo. Good job, Katie. Look at that Brandon Prime Ravenclaws, spot. we got to beat them. Come on. <laughs> suddenly very competitive <laughs> suddenly uh where was i okay so here comes dumbledore he just steps right in and continues and says it is a long time since my last visit i must say your agapanthas are flourishing so i looked that up because i figured it's a plant is that a flower that megan hates like no geranium. they so are can we not talk about every time the way i come to your house i want to look up what there's a garden that every time i oh, drive past whatever oh. that cut through street is yeah um it has a now it has a sign for tomatoes and geraniums two things megan loves mm, i love a good tomato i don't mind tomatoes some species I just like of them warm Agapanthas are commonly known as Lily of the Nile. I'm sorry, what? Agapanthas? No. Lily of the Nile? Thank you. Oh, Lily of the Nile. (laughs) Or (laughs) African (laughs) Lily. (laughs) Or African Lily in the United Kingdom. In its native areas, it's considered to be both a magical and a medicinal plant. It can be used Hmm. in those areas to treat heart disease, oh, paralysis, coughs, colds, other ailments, and the leaves are used as bandages because the plant does contain chemicals with anti-inflammatory properties. Okay, Petunia. They're like a pretty purple flower. They're pretty, but they kind of remind me of daylilies. Yeah, they do look a lot like a daylily. I don't know what a Ugh, daylily is. I hate is. daylilies. They're Why so ugly. Why do you ugly. hate <laughs> flowers? Daylilies are bad. That is a waste of energy. <laughs> they're, they're bad. Look them up. They're ugly. They what look is, like green is, bushes. That's my favorite fa- flower. Daylilies are beautiful. What? This, what? Yes. Ugh. What's wrong with <gasps> those you? Those are gorgeous. What am I saying? Wait, no. no those that's, don't look that's right. That's not right. Nah. That's nice. Well, okay. You think, I googled so, daylilies. So the internet's wrong? <laughs> no, I'll find the right ones. No. I'll find the right ones. I can't believe that's it. just clo- that's just a close up of the pretty flower, right? Not the whole I'm talking plant. about the whole plant. So it's green. What up? Mm. Why do you hate look flowers? at this? What? That's a proper daylily, but they only look like that no, for they, like a week. But then they grow really tall and weird. No, th- yeah, there's multiple kinds of daylilies. So there's that where they're like <laughs> low, and then there's those. Ugh. <laughs> Meg, Kayla Dawn said, I'm usually on your side, but your strong feelings toward florals is quite confusing. Honestly. (laughs) This and this. Uh, I'll text you the pictures. Oh, those. Yeah, I hate those. We don't hate you, Brandon. Brandon, Megan might, because you are tall. I don't know if you're weird. (laughs) We're all weird, so like that's just a relative term. I love. I think those are pretty. Shouldn't you just be happy that there are flowers in this world? Sure, but you know, like sunflowers are nice. (laughs) I like my sister's favorite flowers are sunflowers. Mine are roses, which I know is very cliche. Guys, Um, you guys really like daylilies. This is. I will say the majority of flowers and like. Things growing in nature, I think, are beautiful. Thank you, um, Runal Waslib. Oh my God, Meg, same. Daylilies are tall and weird. We have purple ones, and they're okay. See, like there are some daylilies that are okay. Whatever. But these, uh, what? How do you say this? Agapanth, ag- agapantha, <laughs> agapanthus. Yeah, agapant. Oh, agapanthus. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, like, I bet you they're the same as daylilies, where, like, they're pretty for, like, a week, and then they look awful. Yeah, but I'm not pretty all the time, and I like to think the majority of the time I am pretty. Like, there's times where I look ugly. Do you just say, well, she's ugly, because... Like, only one day a week does she look good. Is that what you think about? You would make this about you. (laughs) You can't just say, like, just because, like, some part of the time the flowers, like, are dead. Like, that's a part of the whole life cycle. It's a circle of life. You should appreciate things for the beauty that they have and the time that they have. But here's the thing. I'm not going to take up space in my garden to have a green bush for 12 months. <laughs> that's different. Well, that's what I'm saying. I would never plant daylilies in my garden because I think they're ugly. That's different. <laughs> How is that different? Because, because they're just hating them like, because they're if there. You, like, yeah, like, versus if you walk, not if I walk past an ugly flower, I'd be like, oh, like, whatever, and I'd walk past it. Did you swear? I'd, yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> When I see daylilies in a yard, I judge because I think they're oh. ugly. See, I don't. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Ta- I wouldn't judge someone else's garden. Talk to me about shrubberies. Shrubberies. You gotta have the right one. Green bushes, man. The ones in my parents' yard, ugly. Hate them. Dumb. I'm <laughs> ugly, and I'm Kayla proud. Asks, is grass okay? No. Grass okay? I hate grass. Look at her hand. I hate grass. You hate I'm grass? Ser- yes. <laughs> We, why do we, we listen, listen, I have a reason. I have a reason. Okay. Why do we, as a species, give so much (laughs) space to a plant that is useless and uses so much water? What are you going to put So much of our fresh water. What are you going to do to it? We don't need, there's no purpose for grass. What are you going to put instead? Rocks? Moss? (laughs) Moss? Literally, gr- you can't even you can't even rock. eat grass. <laughs> Cows do. Yes, you can, and you absolutely. It's can. not an edible plant. Like you can't make like a grass salad and eat it. I mean, anything. You're not going to eat a salad anyway, so why? Are you so <laughs> but I'm just saying, grass is one of the most wasteful plants that you can plant in your yard. I'm serious. I don't know how to respond. <laughs> it's a thing. It's I've true. I will say that grass doesn't help clean the air. That's not true. I don't think that's not true. We use any water on our grass ever. So, but see, that's not ever. That's not a lot of people. Okay, but I'm saying a lot of people waste fresh water to water grass. Are they more likely to waste water doing that? Are they more likely to waste water like taking long showers, not turning off their sinks when they're brushing their teeth, washing their dishes in the sink when they have a dishwasher? Those are huge wasteful things. This is true, but so but is watering grass. We're in a world where, like, everything we, we do is wasteful. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that we should just be like, "Eh, I'm wasteful. It's whatever." Like that annoys me. <laughs> I'm really, I'm like, genuinely, I will. I have said this, and Katie will vouch for me. If we ever own a home, we will not have grass. No, my, my grandmother didn't have grass in her backyard. Moss, maybe, because moss actually helps it. the air a lot more than grass does. Grass is literally useless. <laughs> just saying took a turn <laughs> she's went somewhere i never expected <laughs> like does this does this episode need to be like oh it should just be knock knock who's there i hate grass <laughs> katie kayakta wants to know if you're gonna upgrade update our instagram bio to include i'm gonna put that i hate grass. And grass 
I'm gonna put I hate grass. Um, yeah, all that's great. Also, plant herbs. Use your yard as a garden. Why do we have to have grass? Like, not everybody even has like they're not always in the correct climate. location and climate for things to grow. Anyways, like we've tried to grow herbs in our backyard, and they said no. I know. I tried to grow. I know, but tomatoes I, so much, and but grass is also get, just wasteful. I can't get bees. Meg, what if we just had our own hub grass? That would be awesome. You don't have to water that. Let's make hub grass in the backyard. <laughs> I think that it's an important conservation message that we should put in the episode. Brandon was saying that that lawns are just like for when people are just showing off that they could have a giant slab of unused land because they're just rich enough to have it. Yes. Oh, I'm sure. I, I mean, yes. I, could, I, could, I could understand that. But yeah. I appreciate it's having wasteful. a soft yard for my dog. Then put moss. Put some moss down. Moss is put much better for the down. air quality than grass is. Grass doesn't really do anything for the air. But also, like, <clears throat> there are things like, how expensive would that be to dig up all of that grass and put moss down so people cannot afford something like that? Definitely or putting not. turf down. You know what I mean? Like, that might not be accessible Definitely for people. Not. The government should do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying it's waste of space and resources. <laughs> and it's like it's like a thing on the internet. Like it is a thing. There is a there's like a movement against lawns. That just went it went from <laughs> I, so I did not expect passionate about hating flowers to hating grass. I just think those flowers are ugly. Some people like At the at the end of the day, it's Petunia's fault for having them. <laughs> the amaranthas? Yep. Wait, what? Agapanthas. Agapanthas. <laughs> Amaranthas. <laughs> oh, God. I just read about her. So, uh, Dumbledore. Kind of. Sorry. <laughs> he complimented Uncle Vernon on his ugly plants. And Vernon didn't say anything. Um, so it's something about how Dumbledore seemed to have robbed him temporarily of breath. Maybe it was his blatant, quote, wizardishness. Or maybe even Uncle Vernon couldn't sense, could sense that this was not someone you wanted to try and bully. Like, it wasn't going to be easy to do. Mm. Um, so then Dumbledore sees Harry, and he's like, oh, good evening. And he looks very satisfied, happy to see him. And he comments, excellent, excellent. And that seems to bring Uncle Vernon's voice back. Because any man who could look at Harry and say, excellent, was a man he could never see eye to eye with. Vernon's well, is he also trash. shorter than him? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Vernon starts saying, I don't mean to be rude, yet he says it in a tone that is very rude. Um, And Dumbledore interjects and says, yet sadly, accidental rudeness occurs alarmingly often. Best to say nothing at all, my dear man. Ah, and this must be Petunia. 
So as we were saying, here comes Petunia from the kitchen wearing rubber gloves and a house coat mm. over her nightdress because she's halfway through her pre-bedtime wipe down of the kitchen. Wow. I would like wow. wait to get in my pajamas until after I was done cleaning, but that's just me. I don't know. I just want to be like all fresh well, clean. Like, if you think I about it, their bedroom's on their pajamas. second floor, right? What? So like their bed, their bedroom's on the second floor, right? Yeah. yeah. So they'd have to. She'd have to do yeah. whatever she did downstairs. Go upstairs, change. Come back downstairs. Like, once I'm upstairs, like, I'm, upstairs. I'm not coming back down. Yeah. yeah, totally. Also, 11 o'clock is pretty late to be cleaning. I mean, you do you, but... 11 o'clock? Unless I've, like, really got some plans the next day. Yeah. I'm not cleaning at 11 o'clock. Yeah. That is reading slash TV time. And we knew... Well, we know that, time. like, her house wasn't, like, dirty. Right. 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 Maybe um, it makes her feel good. Who knows? Yeah, I know. But also, I think, what, Sarah, did you mention? You guys are Maybe nice. Tiffany did. Maybe <laughs> she am. was trying to spy on people late at night, too, out the window while she's I mean, wiping down God, the counters. The woman loves to crane her neck, so. Yeah. Truth. So she I looks call shocked. my mom Aunt Petunia. <gasps> she nosy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she knows more about our apartment complex and the people who live there than I do. Oh, is she getting the deets? Oh, yeah. yeah. Your aunt? My mom. Oh, your mom. Love her. She, we call her Aunt Petunia. Petunia. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so Petunia looks shocked. Can't believe he's there. And Dumbledore introduces himself when Uncle Vernon fails to do so. And he says, we have corresponded, of course. From the book, Harry thought this an odd way to remind Aunt Petunia that he had once sent her an exploding letter. But Aunt Petunia did not challenge the term. And he says, and then this must be your son, Dudley. So reading this now... We do know that they have corresponded more than that because we know that Petunia had written him when she was young and begged him to let her go to Hogwarts. But we don't know that at this moment. So it was cool to, like, remember that. Mm-hmm. And I love that Harry thinks this is an odd way of reminding Petunia. But even if he only knew about, like, that one howler that was sent, this is such a cutthroat way to remind her of that correspondence and I'm 100% here for it. It's a passive aggressive way to do it, for sure. I'm 100% here for it. Not because I would do that in my normal everyday life, but she should know that she's wrong. And like later at the end of this chapter, you get such a good part at the end when he basically flat out tells them that you are horrible people. <laughs> and I can't wait. Can't wait. It's so good. So, <clears throat> Um, Dudley has peeked his head around the corner and he's in his gym jams and he's staring with his mouth open at Dumbledore who just continues to be himself and he says shall we assume that you've invited me into your sitting room like oh let's go Bubba love this so Dudley like quickly gets out of the way Dumbledore walks into the sitting room Harry jumps to follow but he's like still clutching his shoes and it's telescope like whatever he had in his hands Um, I think they said trainer so Mm -hmm. he had his shoes not jumper right he didn't have a sweater trainer So Dumbledore sits Aren't down. Are trainer's shoes? Yeah, that's yeah. why I said that. Oh. I, <laughs> I thought sure. you were saying trainers was a sweater, and I no, was like, wait, what? I wanted to make sure that he had his trainers and not a jumper Got in it. his hand. Got it. It's a jumper's sweater. Because uh, I didn't say trainers. I said shoes. So he sits down by the fire. There's an armchair there. And um, Harry's like, well, aren't we, like, leaving? And he's like, man, we will. But, like, let's talk about things first. And I forgot that I had to read from chapter. So let me get my book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> unprepared i'm here for the awkward turtle moments that are unprepared and I have two books in my thing two books not, not a backpack but uh what page am i on backpack backpack yum 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 y
<laughs> I was probably too old to be watching it when it came out, but I still enjoyed it. Um, so he says that I got to find this. He's like, are we leaving? He's like, yes, but there's so, there are a few matters that we need to discuss first at Dumbledore, and I would prefer not to do so in the uh, open. We shall trespass upon your aunt and uncle's hospitality only a little bit longer. And he's like saying this in like kind of like a sarcastic way because they aren't being hospitable to him at all. Because um, <clears throat> then Vernon goes, you will, will you? Vernon Dursley had entered the room, Petunia at his shoulder and Dudley skulking behind them both. Yes, said Dumbledore. Simply, I shall. Which is just awesome. Mm. So, Dumbledore pulls his wand out, and he has their couch zoom and makes the three of, like, the Dursleys, like, collapse on him. He kind of knocks him down at the knees. I love that. Um, And then, like, with another flick of his wand, the couch is back where it was with them still on it. (laughs) Probably scared them half to death, which is, you know. (laughs) Just half. Yeah. They're still alive at the end of this chapter. They're still breathing. Um, so Dumbledore figures, you know, everyone should be comfortable because, you know, we got we got to talk, you know. And so this is when Harry notices Dumbledore's hand and something isn't right with it. Mm. Um, his hand got sick. And I won. Which hand? Is his it? hand got sick. Because if it's not, if it isn't right, it must be his left. I don't know which hand. I don't remember. So quoting from the book, his hand was blackened and shriveled. It looked as though his flesh had been burned away. Mm. That's how bad this Ugh. was. And remember from our previous like episode, like two episodes ago, talking about how um, we know that <laughs> he knows uh, the whole thing, but like we know that Dumbledore knows that he is dying. Yeah, he knows that Snape is going to be the one to kill him, even though yeah. Malfoy, like Draco, is the one that's supposed to. The, all of this is figured out, right? Um, and so we, we also is. know. We know because we've read the books and we know because we talked about it in a previous episode that Dumbledore is dying because the curse that his hand is now blackened and shriveled to the point where it looks like his flesh has been burned away, mm-hmm. that that's just being contained. Like he didn't, he's not a cure, nothing. He's just buying, Snape helped him buy himself time. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dumbledore just responds with, that's a conversation for later. And then Harry just sits down in the other armchair by the fire. So Dumbledore also mentions um, about the Dursleys offering refreshments and obviously they are not going to do that. So he summons glasses for everybody and he also summons some of Madame Rosemary's finest oak matured mead. Yes. Do you think that those are his glasses because the mead is his or do you think he summoned them from the kitchen because I think Ooh. that that would be great. I think he probably summoned them from the kitchen because I too think that would be hilarious. Um... And so, like, he pours them all a glass, and <clears throat> Harry and Dumbledore sip their glasses. Harry knows, like, he really en- he'd never had mead before, and he was really enjoying it. Um, but the Dursleys were ignoring their glasses, so, like, he spelled them to go over to them, and they're, like, tapping them in the head. <laughs> and so I went to the good old Google, because some people don't know what mead is. Um, and I wanted to talk about Madame Rosemere to Touch meat. M E A D. What is meat? Um, and so in the Harry Potter universe, mead is an alcoholic beverage made from fermenting honey that has been diluted by water. And it goes on to talk about it's like was popularized in classic Greek, classical Greece and Imperial Rome. It became the favorite drink of many European tribes after the fall of Rome. Mead is also a favorite drink in the wizarding world. Um, I love mead. 
I don't think I've ever had it. And it makes me think of the five-year engagement, which is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Because he starts making... He lives in, I think, Toledo. And he's making mead. Toledo? Um, So, in Harry's third year, Hagrid ordered, like, four pints of mold mead from Madame Rose Myrta at the Three Broomsticks pub in 19... That's not a thing. I mean, it is. That's a year, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then it says, like, there was a rumor about Albus Dumbledore had ordered many barrels of mead for the Yule Ball, but they had proven to be false. Then we see them drinking this. Now, we'll see it later at the Slughorn's party. The Whatever else. Slughorn University. And then I did go to Google to, like, talk about, like, actual mead. And it says, this is just delish.com. It's like everything you've ever wanted to know about mead. Um, if someone offers you a glass of mead and you have a brief moment of panic wondering, how did I end up at the Renaissance Fair? You're not alone. <laughs> mead is quickly on its way to become a trendy new way to get a buzz. But you do actually, but do you actually know anything about it besides its frequent links to medieval culture? This is from 2019, by the way. Anyways, it says, what is mead? In short, mead is honey wine. It's honey and water fermented by yeast, but it could also be flavored with fruits, spices, grains, and or hops. I, for a second, thought that said hopes. <laughs> and dreams. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and it's its own distinct category where, or somewhere between beer and wine. If you'd sip it like a beer wine, you'd sip it like a beer wine or cider. And it says, is it similar to beer? Yes and no. Mead is like, <laughs> mead is like beer, but not like beer it's sweeter it's like wine and not like wine um it, mead tends to be a bit stronger than beer the author of the complete mead maker ken mm-hmm. schram points out one uh out that one similarity to beer is that mead comes in a variety of sub styles none of which are recognized yet by the u.s government there's just one quote honey wine category um so does Herb Ertlinger make it? It goes on to say, is mead healthy? Mm. Is it a fruit they wine? Do, I guess they do call it the drink of the gods in Greek mythology. I mean, it's really good. I've never it's had very it. sweet, though. I don't know if I would like it. Disney? <laughs> they have it at Epcot a lot. And, and a handful of at, like some of the stands for the festivals and stuff. Probably food and wine. Yeah, for sure, but also probably for the Christmas one because they have like Christmassy tasting meads that you can like add. Like they said, like you can add spices and stuff to it, so they can make it like a Christmassy taste. I might not hate a mold mm-hmm. mead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just try. I can't I can't drink sweet things anymore. I really don't like them. Like I don't drink sweet ri- wine um, and stuff like that. So I don't know. I would try it. Tis yummy. So, watching the Dursleys try to ignore their glasses, Harry couldn't help but think that, like, Dumbledore was enjoying himself. And I thoroughly agree, because I would enjoy myself watching them. Like, they're already, like, thrown out of their element because it's late. They have a visitor. The visitor is Dumbledore, who's a wizard. They're already uncomfortable in their own space, out of their element. And now magic's happening all around them. Mm. And they get spooked easily, because they're them. So Dumbledore continues their conversation, starting with the fact that, you know, he does say to Harry, he goes, I kind of like, I need help with something. But before we do that, we, I, I have something that needs to be addressed. We have to talk about it. And he's like, Sirius's will has been found. And it turns out he has left everything to Harry. Mm. Um, and at this news, greedy, gross little Vernon perks up. He's like, Bleh! his little, you know, antlers are, antlers? but you know, he's ignored. <laughs> it's like little antennas. They go, oh, oh antenna. got you. Dumbledore tells him, Harry, that, you know, 
basically kind of what this means. He's like, there's going to be more gold added to your account. And I don't think at this point the Dursleys know anything about him having money. Yeah. I'm rich. <laughs> yes. So like, this is the first time they're really hearing any of this because really it's none of their business. Correct. Yep. So, um, he's like, so more gold is going to be added to your account. All of Sirius's possessions are now his, but there's one little snag. And then Vernon interrupts him and seems to be surprised to learn that Harry's godfather is dead. Um, and like while this is happening, that glass of meat is still like banging, like not banging, but like hitting him in the head and he's trying to like, you know, get it out of his head, like get it away. Um, and again, he seems surprised by this news because he doesn't know. So Dumbledore confirms that he is dead and he moves like, he just says, yep, he's dead and kind of moves back to talking to Harry Almost like they're they're just totally ignoring Vernon because really he doesn't matter. Um, and he says that Sirius has also left him number 12 Grimmauld Place. And Vernon, again, perks up to this news because he's like, oh, he, there's a house. He's probably thinking, Sell it. He, well, no, he's probably thinking you don't or have to live here out. anymore. <laughs> and thinking maybe like, maybe I can swindle money from him mm. because... I would like, he would a thousand percent be like, you owe us for all of the years, all of the times feeding you, giving you clothes, doing all these things for you. Like we want, I want compensation in a monetary form. Yeah. How much, how much change do you think the black family had? I'm sure that it was a lot. It feels like it would be. Mm. Old money, my friend. Mm. Yeah. Do you think but it would to be, be fair. How, like compared to Malfoy money. Mm-mm. Mm, I don't know about that much. Less? Yes. A little. I would think. Yeah. Because they have like a man. I was going to say, do you think that like Bellatrix or Narcissa would get any of the money? But I no. forgot that like they're just cousins, not like. Direct. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we'll it would all them. be. Because really think I'm about sure it. I'm sure it's a lot. It when feels like it would be a lot. Sirius being the last black of that family alive, he owns all of all. what they had. Everything. Right. Yeah. So it all went to him. And we're gonna again. I'm gonna talk about that in like two seconds. Well, we know that it was a lot because families that have house elves have a lot of money, right? That tends to be the theme. And That's if, the but if his if 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 we think about creatures, parent or like whoever, mm-hmm. like his parents were all like you know what I mean. So like it could have cost them pennies. However long ago they oh, first got their very first one breeding, and yes, and they just kept. I guess my question is, like, do we think it's a lot? Because do you think that Sirius was taken off the will? Like, do you think that he really does have? I don't think it. I don't think they had a choice. Because he was the only one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. How else? They could have given it to. They could have given it to Bellatrix and Narcissa. But then he wouldn't have the house. So they didn't. Oh, true. Okay. Yeah. And I think because. Because he had a will, if he didn't have a will, it, it all away. would have gone. It would have all gone to, <laughs> to Bellatrix because she's the next oldest relative, right? right. That's like why next of kin and the oldest, which is Bellatrix. Um, which is why Sirius probably was certain he had a will set up like ASAP. Yes, got it. He probably has had a will. Do you think somewhere. he had it from when his? I mean, not that he had anything really, but his days is. I think in that the order. He probably had one set up, and it probably was James, in my opinion. Um, and then when he got out, he and then it. when he got out of out of Azkaban, he changed it to to Harry. Would be my opinion. That's interesting. I don't know. I kind of wonder because James was also in the order. He, I, 
I think it might have just been Harry from whenever they were in the order because like if something they could have like been doing things together. So like if something were to happen to them together and then it's to go to James, he would probably be like, well, just in case I should make it Harry because James didn't need it. I mean, not that Harry needs it either, but like, yeah, I would assume because he's like, well, it's my godson. So I don't even know legally if Harry would need his parents to have a will. Not that they don't need it, but like I wonder. Oh, because, because it would have gone to James and then just by default gone to Harry because like whatever happened to James or or Lily, it's going to Harry anyways because right. that's their next of kin and he's still alive. So with Sirius, he doesn't have anybody else. No, but so- he wants them. You know what I mean? Because like realistically, like I think if he did die, like if it, if that's the wizarding rules and like their inheritance laws and all of those things, if it goes to someone you're related to, it's going to people he doesn't want. Right. So he might have. Once he left his family and was burned off the will, he or burned off the tapestry and everything and disowned, mm-hmm. he might have then put like James because this is even pre Harry. A question that I'm like thinking about right now too is, now, do you think that it is like I know that wills are pretty standard in our like real time Muggle life, but usually people don't often think about them until they're older mm-hmm. and. So if we think about the Potters and how young they were when they had Harry, X, Y, Z, and Sirius being, you know, young as well, even after Azkaban, still mm-hmm. young. Um, do you think it's like standard wizard stuff to like set these things up younger? Or do you think that they set them up younger because of the times that they were living in? I think I think a big part of it is the times they were living in. But I also think for Sirius, if he did set this up pre him going to Azkaban, is because of the times they're living in and, and you don't know what would happen and he's on like the light side and people people are dying. Yes. That if something does happen, he doesn't want his family getting his possessions. Mm-hmm. He would want someone he actually loves and cares about, like James getting it. Someone who he knows yeah. is gonna appreciate something from him. And I wonder if you also have to like put certain enchantments around certain things to not have like loopholes in these wills. Because if you think about like treasure that's passed down and like mm-hmm. things that are goblet made and and whatever mm-hmm. i just feel like some people in the wizarding world might be a little underhanded and trying to take advantage of people and find find those loopholes or just take their stuff and like, now it makes me want to it makes me want to look Dungus. and i wonder if there it makes me wonder um it makes me want to look up the stats like uh, just say like World World War Two time or even Vietnam time. Like I wonder if there's numbers on the amount of people that had wills before and when those things started. Even like numbers during. Yeah, I don't know because those are a lot of young men. Yeah, but I women. I wonder too if they if they did. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, and because I wanted to like kind of I tried to look up like information about. Like inheritance laws, and dude, honestly, that's a big thing to do before thirty—not thirty minutes before recording. But mm-hmm. it's a lot of information. Realistically, this is also written thirty years ago, right? So, like, are the laws even the same then? You know, and and do Wizarding World do they have different laws than the Muggle world? And right, the UK versus America as well. So yeah, um. So Harry goes to say, he's like, you can keep using it. Talking about Grimmel Place. You can keep using it as headquarters, said Harry. I don't care. You can have it. I don't really want it. Oh. Harry never wanted to set foot in number 12 Grimmel Place again if he could help it. He thought he would be haunted forever by the memory of Sirius prowling its dark, musty rooms alone, imprisoned within the place he wanted so desperately to leave. 
which makes me want to cry a little really bit. It's really sad. Um, and like Dumbler's like, while while that is like a nice offer, we have vacated the premises for the time being. So like going and talking about the the will and all these things. So he's like. He dumb, he explains, and like, like this is another quote from the book. It's like, well, black family tradition decree, so this is tradition in their family, and I don't know like if it's complete law or not. There's not, obviously, this is not a real, <laughs> this is all fake anyways, because it's a book, but. It's real to us. Yes. So it's like family, black family tradition decree that the house was handed down the direct line to the next male with the name of black. Mm. Sirius was the very last of the line as his younger brother Regulus predeceased him and were both childless. While his will makes it perfectly plain that he wants you to have the house, it is nevertheless possible that some spell or enchantment has been set upon this place or upon the place to ensure that it cannot be owned by anyone other than a pureblood. Um, so I like went to the good old Google to like kind of look it up. Um, so just talking like look, looked up grim old place and we do find out cause it is the ancestral home of the black family and Sirius is the last black that owns it. Um, and he's the last black because no one else carries that last name. Right. Um, because his Except cousins, Jacob. huh? Except Jacob. <laughs> Jacob Black is that Jacob all the way? Black? It's from Twilight. Yeah, he's not, I don't, they're Are not related. He lives in America. Know. You threw me off. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Um, so we know that he hates this place. Anyways, he left when he was sixteen, so he comes back now. Before he died, he is the last one because his brother's dead, his mother's dead. There are no blacks left. There's. You know, um, Andromeda and Narcissa and Bellatrix and then the kids. So that's Draco and that's um, Nymphadora talks. Don't call me Nymphadora. (laughs) (laughs) But none of them carry the last name. Right. Um, So, you know, the order temporarily vacates that building because they fear that it's going to be passed on to his cousin Bellatrix Lestrange. However, it is proved that Sirius had successfully left the house to Harry Potter in his will. And so um, once they figure that out, they do move back and use it as a headquarters. Um, It's also used as a hideout, you know, whatever. Uh, There's not a ton about, like, who's inheriting it in anyways. Um, But yeah, so there's that. Nice. It says... This is a behind the scenes. It says the inheritance of the property by Sirius Black is almost certainly governed by the magical equivalent of the English common law concept of the entitled. Is that what that says? Entailed. I'm sorry. Estate. (laughs) Clearly, Sasa can't read. Under this type of arrangement, the inheritance of the covered property by the designated heir, quoting, saying down the direct line to the next male with the name of Black cannot be prevented by disinheritance or any other legal means. The only way the entail breaks is if there is no living descendant who matches the conditions of the entail. When the entail breaks, the property in question can be disposed of by any legal means, including being willed to any person the current holder so chooses. This legal mechanism matches the known circumstance of the inheritance where the property was inherited by Sirius, although he was, quote, disowned, and then could be successfully left to Harry Potter once there was no direct male descendant. So, and then in the films, this whole thing is omitted. He doesn't get the house. 
He's very sad about it. And then I just wanted to talk about Regulus for a hot second because just to remind you, he is um, Sirius's younger brother. He was the member of obviously the House of Black. They're an old pure blood family. He attended Hogwarts. He was a Slytherin. He became a Death Eater in his youth, but defected when he found uh, out what Lord Voldemort would do to, uh, in order to like reach his goals and all those things. He was not nice to Creature, and neither one of them were fans of him. Um, and he also learned about one of Lord Voldemort's Horcruxes and decided to destroy it, um, but was not successful. Tiffany? I'm just thinking about Creature. And I'm thinking about Regulus and how Creature led all of the house elves out to fight at the Battle of Hogwarts. Do you think the house elves would have gone out to fight if it wouldn't have been for Creature? Oh, I was going to be like, Dabby, what if Dabby was dead? Um, I like to think that a lot of them would. He was leading them. I think a lot of them would. I think a lot of them would have. Defend Hogwarts? I think so. Because that's their home. You, you know what I mean? think it was like a, a, the good push that they needed to like get Yeah, I think brave. so. Yeah. I think so. Um, but Regulus, we all know, was killed after acquiring the locket in 1979. I wonder, do you think Sirius went to the funeral? Probably no. not. No. <sighs> well, did they have one? I don't know. Do they? Boyfriends in the lake, so there's nothing to bury. Boyfriends in the lake. But it makes me think, like, creatures arc and regulus's arc you know at the end they were both essentially fighting for the good side you know what a what a turn mm-hmm. especially based off what like what creature did in five <sighs> yeah going to bellatrix and you know i kind of hope they get like an afterlife together like not i don't want to say an afterlife together but i hope they like get a chance to like have a conversation in the end be like hey be like good job in the end we both were fighting for the right side. So, <clears throat> yeah. Harry is hearing this and thinking like, okay, spells enchantments upon this house. And he's thinking, he's like picturing the painting of Sirius's mother screaming in the house. And it really makes him think that, yeah, it's totally possible. And it's probably a fact that there's some spell or enchantment on it. And, uh, that's when he learns that it's true. If that is true, then the ownership of the house goes to his next oldest relative. And that happens to be none other than Bellatrix Lestrange. Which is Sirius' cousin. Um, done. And done. Harry done. is not a fan for that. No, thank you, anybody. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. So before we go to the lightning bolt round, I'm just going to s- remind everybody, Hufflepuff did win bingo. Good job, Hufflepuff. Burr, burr, burr. Congrats, Hufflepuff. But you sound thrilled <laughs> and you've done nothing but click on that computer. So it's probably Slytherin. Uh, no, actually, Ravenclaw's really winning. So oh! very hard, my friends. But we'll see what happens with the uh, lightning bolt questions. And guess who chooses them? I'm kidding. <laughs> she's not. I mean, that's how she wins every time because she's a cheater, just, cheater, pumpkin eater. I just I'm looking at Sarah skipping over all these red names, not liking anything. People don't like my stuff. We never win. Oh, Bull hockey. my God. You know how many times I've seen eagles fly? Oh my I mean, God. they are birds. <laughs> all right. I have pulled the questions just so everybody knows. So if you're sending any in from now... They they're count. they're not gonna they're not <laughs> in my list so I'm sorry okay there are a lot though today so let's see how many we can get through um 
We have a shorter story today, so it might be all right. Yeah. I didn't think there was one in there when I looked at my phone because <laughs> I went by so quick. But I also lo- I love a long story. I love a good short story. I love mm-hmm. them all. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. First question comes from... Nope. Rope. If you got the letter from Dumbledore, would you have believed that it was from him? And also, would you have packed before he came? Yes and yes. Yes and yes. My excitement would have been too much. I wouldn't have been able to stand it. And I would have packed right up. I would have been half packed, I think. I would have been packed, but I still would have been skeptical because my anxiety lately, man, has been all over the place. Mm. Um, Okay, next question is from Hollyhead Harpies. Which animal would you bring to Hogwarts? Not limited to cats, owls, and toads, as we have seen other animals accepted. Cats. Can I be honest? Wait, can you say it again? What animal would you bring to Hogwarts? We don't have to limit it to cats, owls, and toads as we've seen other animals accepted. I'd bring Tiffany. (laughs) (laughs) Do I get to sleep in your bed? (laughs) Curl up at the bottom by my feet. (laughs) Okay, if I am being completely 100% honest, first choice, I wouldn't want to bring a pet because then I have extra responsibility. I agree. (laughs) Second choice would be an owl because they seem to be taken care of yeah but is it a without oh, I guess you. can you take two like because i think an owl's practical in this Correct. sense where yeah. like you're sending letters you're doing those things you're not like snuggling your owl on on the regular you know what i mean you don't know don't, what harry and Hedwig do i don't do. think they're snuggly i won't lie owls kind of freak me out magical their owl legs owl? freak oh, me out i love their legs <laughs> no that's the best they part. Have no business like having legs like they're that they're so you got no business wearing those legs. You got no business wearing feathers. Look, ugh, look at their Jenny, little, no. Yes, look at ugh. them. Look at them go. Ugh. I love it when birds choose to walk and run rather than fly. It brings like me life. They're so fast. They're I so love it. Funny. Ugh, but owl legs. <sighs> Let's be honest. You all know that you bring I'd bring a cat. A cat. <laughs> Katie's bringing 12 cats. I mean, like, how many cats do you think we could smuggle in? Let's so be Hogwarts? honest. Yeah. Well, if I know the shrinking spell, I could put them all in my pockets. Right? How many Slytherins do you think have cats? A lot. Probably a lot. Down there in the green? Cats are cunning AF. Yeah, I know. Down there in the green. Down there, probably (laughs) lots of mice to catch. What about your kitty cat sunshine fur? They can climb up to the astronomy tower. Yeah. Lay out in the sun. Man, this man. They're or they'll be all in front of the fire. to the common room. They'll be in front of I the mean, fire. They kind of are. Where do you see other than I would bring onto the ground? I would bring a grow light for my cat to sleep under. I know. <laughs> a grow light. <laughs> a grill? Is that what you said? No, a grow light. Oh my god, we're not barbecuing cats. You know, like you get for plants to keep them warm. A grow light. Yeah. Oh, okay. What kind of plants are you growing? Lemon plants. <laughs> Katie, cat. Cat. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, cat. <laughs> Katie, cat. Yeah. My, I would say no to pets and then if owl, then dog. That would be cool to have dogs at Hogwarts. But also slobber. It'd be a little rough, you know? It's just too. Okay. It's too much responsibility. <laughs> Marlise asks if you received a ministry pamphlet, would you read the whole thing? Yes. I, I would. No. But it wouldn't be like, I wouldn't read it right away, and I would honestly probably read it. It would be like a drinking game, is what I would do with it. Oh or I'd God. read it whilst 
on a business call, you know? Oh, my God. You need something to read. (laughs) Distant Rose asks, what is a gender-neutral term for a magical person? I kind of think that you answered it. I agree. A magical magical person. person. A magical magical person. person. Um, let's see. Or maybe like a mage or something. Oh, that be cool. I would have to I would I would want yeah. someone that's like that views himself as like non binary. Like what do you want to be called if you're a non binary yeah. magical magician? person? What's the difference between magician? Good a job, war- Kara. Warlock and a wizard. I can't remember. What's the difference? Mm, I don't know. I feel like one has a negative connotation, yeah, but I, I think don't. warlock. I think does. warlock does. Yeah. Because yeah. isn't Dumbledore like chief Chief Warlock. Warlock. Mm. Of the mugwump or something. Mugwump. I mean, you're right. Um, <laughs> yes, Madge. Mia asks, do you remember anything about your initial reaction to the Dumble disc that takes place here? I don't. No. No. I literally don't. I was probably happy that they were being told off in some fashion. Same, yeah. Sorcerer. Yeah. Sorcerer. Ah, to to, the, to like the previous that. question, we're all just like <laughs> sorcerer. <laughs> Could you say philosopher? Philosopher. Mage. Kayla Dawn asks, Katie, Sasa, and Teef, mm. what mundane thing do you hate as passionately as Meg hates grass? <laughs> Wait, I just said this the other day. Hating grass I is hate not mundane. wet clothes and sinks that don't drain oh, are yes. my two pet peeves. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Y'all, that is true. I don't, hate, I don't hate a lot. Yeah. yeah, that's a very strong word that um, I don't like to use. Um, what, do, what do I? What do I hate? Caitlin, Caitlin says geese. <laughs> <laughs> you hate being tired. Yeah. <laughs> it's life. <laughs> what do I? What do I not like? I hate the way Megan hates. <laughs> 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 I just, I just dislike them. <laughs> Kara goes, I hate the Yankees. Does that count? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, hi, Fozzie. I don't know. Genuinely, I can't. I Like, there are things that, like, I don't, like, I don't like water chestnuts. I hate I tr- salad. I, I truly don't know. I love a good salad. Uh, oh. Well. I don't know if I hate it. It's annoying. When I get in my car and I have to adjust my mirror because Marty took it. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate when Katie doesn't push the seat back in my car after she drives it. So, But my new car doesn't really... Like, the only thing I have to do is move my mirror now rather than my seat. So, it's like halfway solved. There you go. <laughs> I don't have these issues because I'm the only one that drives my car. Although, when Bridget does drive it... Um, I'm significantly taller than her, so she hugs the steering wheel where I'm like almost all the way back as you can be. That's how me and my so car. I, I can't get in, and if I have to move her car, I have to move her seat before I can't get in her car because it's too close to the steering. Yeah, wheel. I don't. Like, I don't like sand either. I don't, don't like call sand. Me <laughs> I don't care for it. Yeah. Especially when my feet are wet, and you have to walk in it, and then it's everywhere. Uh, though it is a natural exfoliant, so. Jenny Fire asks, how are funds moved within Gringotts? Is it magically moved or do the goblins have to move money manually? I feel like in the wizarding world, they make things hard sometimes. And I bet you it's manual. I mean, I feel like they have to like go in there and they can maybe use their. No, they don't have wands. Can they snap their fingers? Snap your finger. Move the gold. You can do it all by yourself. Let me see you do it. 
Uh, manual, I would venture to guess. Yeah, I'd say a mixture of both, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they have to, like, Maybe it depends on whose vault it is, and, like... Maybe the high-security vaults, you have to manually do it. Yeah. Yeah. And the ones that, like, they don't really care about, because, like, they don't have a lot of gold in there, or it's, like, a new Because I feel like, especially with those vaults, like, if you could do magic from the outside the walls then it wouldn't be as protected you know what i mean it wouldn't yes. be as safe as everybody would think it would be you yeah know what for I mean? sure think about how much of a pain in the tush it is to like say like you are buying a new house and you're getting new furniture and you have to go to the bank and get all of that and like switch your funds around or like what if you have to like venmo someone but they don't have that so you have to like go to the bank and like exchange things is there wizarding venmo? but like realistically this is what people had to do years ago <laughs> before like atms were really a thing yeah. and then like yeah. credit cards and my venmo dad, and paypal my dad came down to visit us and was like where's like th- where's like your bank and i'm like dad i haven't stepped foot in a bank in like years <laughs> yeah. can't say the same <laughs> He's just like, I do like for switch things if I need to. Mm. But for me personally, no. Okay. Katie, you didn't answer. Yeah, I did. About moving money? Oh, no. (laughs) I thought we were still on the other one. Are you here? No. um, I think it's Manuel. Manuel? Yeah. Um, I've seen those things in the movie. They're carting around that gold. Yeah, right. I don't think it's how it should be done, but... I think that's how they do it. Yeah, I think they work harder, not probably, smarter. Well, or it's like the most like foolproof way. Maybe nothing. I think go they're also very magical in their ways for about sure. a lot of things. Oh, yeah, and it's hard for people to change. Not I mean, just people in the magical community. Not just goblins, you know. Yeah, I don't see, but I don't hate like. I don't hate doing homework and studying. I just don't have the attention span for it. Um, also, if it's something I don't want to like read, I don't want to have to read it. But like, I can study things I actually enjoy. That's just mostly not school. <laughs> like Harry Potter. Um, next question is from Hannah. Why do you think Sirius did not leave Remus anything in his will? We were talking about this in the chat. I really liked what Brandon had to say. He said, even if Sirius did, Remus would have just deferred it to Harry anyway because he doesn't think he's worthy of anything, even common decency. So, Well, maybe he did the whole will thing before he and Remus were even on good terms again because they both... Yeah, they both were thinking something of the other. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately. Sadly, yes. True. Um, but yeah, I don't I agree think, with that, Kate. I don't think that even if Sirius had, I don't know exactly why he didn't, but also like Harry was like Sirius's pride and joy. <laughs> and maybe so. he had the conversation with Remus. Maybe he know. did. Yeah, you're totally you know, right. Maybe he even said like, I want to put both you and he was like, don't just put Harry. He's more important, blah, blah, blah. You know, we don't we don't know what conversation they had before any of this happened anyway. Yeah, because I think they spent a lot of time together at Grandma Place because Remus was living there with him while they were there. And they're best buds. Yeah. They got to be best buds again. I'm sure they had a lot of late night talks in the kitchen over some yeah, fire whiskey. They did. So Wolfstar. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not upset about it. 
I like how Katie was like so ready to answer that question because it pertained to Remus. Well, I was anyway. in on the conversation while it was going on. I was ready. Um, next question is from Alexis. A little bit of Alexis. <laughs> and it is for me. And it is um, plant dehydrate or farm daylilies, grass, and geraniums. <laughs> What? Instead of kiss, Mary Instead kill. of kiss, Mary kill. Plant, plant dehydrate, dehydrate farm. farm. Okay, what? so I have an answer for this. Wait, what, what are the options? Daylilies, grass, and geraniums. I don't care about any of this. <laughs> it's strictly for Megan, which is why she picked yes. it. Oh. Plant geraniums. What? Wait. No. Geraniums. Yeah. Geraniums. <laughs> I would plant geraniums. I would dehydrate grass. And I would farm daylilies because if you're farming daylilies, then like I would assume that that's like picking them. So then they're at their finest. And I think that they're much prettier than geraniums when they're blooming. Um, so, yeah. Plant geraniums, dehydrate grass, Look at your farm hand. daylilies. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very important question. I like the very Peshaw hand. Oh, gosh. And that is all for today. So where we at? Where we at, kids? Where we at? Who won? Who won? Who won? Who won? The house Probably the Holy I was sorry for the money. Quietly. That is an extreme number. I'm telling you, I tried to like everything. She's working behind the Where's scenes. Where's the number? Whoa. I don't see it. Show me the numbers, baby. Ravenclaw won with 2,140 points. Oh, there's points. too many. <laughs> there's yeah. too many cacaws in there. Hufflepuff Holy second with 799. Oh. And Slytherin third with 580. Gryffindor fourth with 320. Yeah. Sorry. So I genuinely, I tried hard for y'all today. I need like, I need like a, a moderator to be like my likey person for Gryffindor. Because honestly, it's too much for me. <laughs> That's intense. Trying to bring you good content. Caitlin, I didn't see that question come through because I would have asked it. What was it again? Can you send it again? We'll answer Vinny. it. Ugh, I love you, honey. <laughs> Don't trust me. Oh, I believe Caitlin asked why the ring as a Horcrux affected Dumbledore that way. Okay. But the locket on the trio just like made them it's because quote grumpy. The, the locket or the ring itself, the <sighs> ring, like the metal of the ring is not the Horcrux. It's, right? No, the ring. Hold on. You talk about it. Because part of it is, but not... The ring was cursed. Correct. So it has nothing to do with the Horcrux. The locket was not, but the locket did attempt to kill Harry. In yes. Not the lake, but a lake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's, di- it's different. So here's, That killing is different. So if you think about it, all the Horcruxes had like a different way of trying to take out them out yeah so if you think about like um the diary right good old tom coming back let me just like woo you what's up come to how the you chamber doing? how you doing <laughs> um and so the locket had like preyed upon them like and then bringing out their worst fears yeah so like that's how I it tried to get you fears, but like Bringing out their insecurities. Like with Ron. I mean, it literally physically showed Ron like one of his worst fears and tried to get Ron to. I mean, Harry thought that Ron was going to attack him with the sword before he stabbed the locket. And then if we think about the ring, 
it carried a curse. So in my head, and I am not an expert, but I feel like I know a lot. I feel like the ring was cursed as well as a horcrux. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. As well as the stone of resurrection. And I wondered, too, if because it's a horcrux and it's the resurrection stone... And that curse, like if it just made everything kind of worse, and maybe even we, if we even take away the curse, but maybe having it be a Horcrux and the Resurrection Stone, it turned it into something else, and that's really what cursed Dumbledore. You know what I mean? Because that's the that's combination that's, of the two. That's that's a piece of like what death gave to the I three feel, brothers. I feel like, and that's a part. You know what I mean? So you, that's a Resurrection Stone. So you're bringing someone back to life. Okay. And if you're making a Horcrux. There are horrific things you have to do in order to make a horcrux, right? right. Uh-huh. I don't know. Has it been it's said murder. that you kill someone it's murder. for sure? We know it's murder for sure. So having having that piece in the element of like you've murdered someone, you have a part of your soul into this, and now you have this resurrection stone that can bring someone back to life, and you put those two... Ooh, God, that was an odd thing for my hands <laughs> to do. But you put those things together, and then that creates something that... That is part, literally something from death, but also a part of death where you've killed someone. You also have a part of your soul. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mm-hmm. those things intermixed in there with mm-hmm. the death and the dying and and, mm-hmm. and having a part of your soul and being able to resurrect. You know what I mean? Like overturning death. And that could turn into a whole curse. And that's what also like cursed Dumbledore because like that's just an going. abomination kind of a I thing. I love where you're going. Katie is next. I don't know if this is true, but didn't, wasn't there somewhere that, like, the temptation that Dumbledore felt for it? Here's where I was going mm-hmm. with that, actually. So like, I the f- trio didn't want anything from that locket, so they could wear it. Mm. Oh, so the, the, but Dumbledore oh, put the ring on. Okay. Yeah. It's your intentions. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I like that. So what I was thinking with the ring was, is, is Dumbledore, so Dumbledore knew it was a hallow. Mm-hmm. Okay? So he knew it was a hallow, so he knew what it, he knew what it did. So when I think about him and and this ring, I think about him actually, you know, it was protected. The, the gaunt shack was protected by enchantments. And so he got through those. He finds this ring. I believe it was under the floorboards. Um, but he knows what it is after seeing it, I think. So he sees the Peveril coat of arms on it. I think he knows what it is. And I think that the Horcrux... This is all my speculation. I think the Horcrux would have tempted him to put the ring on so that he could see, you know, his his sister, his family who have passed again. And then that in turn, when he puts it on, the curse is enacted because he put it on. So could the curse come from the Horcrux itself? Maybe. Could it have always carried something like that? I don't know. Um, but if if there was like for sure a curse on it and not just a hor not just the Horcrux being a Horcrux and trying to like take your life, um, I think that Voldemort would have put it on. Either way, Voldemort did all of that. But I think that the reason he put it on obviously was because he knew it was a resurrection stone. Why else mm-hmm. would he put that on? He's not dumb. Yeah, and I, I think it just goes back to it kind of shows you that Dumbledore's not a perfect person. He's not a perfect person there's many rings i wish i didn't wear <laughs> i think you're singing a different song than i was oh well, what who was saying is, is that how it goes yeah okay. yeah she's so, right wow. she's right. a very musical episode today um i'm just trying to figure out like 
they they didn't know that it was the resurrection stone. They being like um uh Voldemort or Marbologond. No, they did not know. They did um, not know about the Hallows. But I'm just wondering like the only Hallow Voldemort knew about and cared about was the wand. Yeah. Otherwise, but he, I wonder too. Like, is the stone he, what, itself he, cursed? He, because if you think about it, then the brother that well, yeah, it is. Because because you drive yourself crazy. Drive yourself <laughs> crazy thinking of you. Todd, y'all, you're lucky. Megan, what type of you drink? Um, so I looked up on the <laughs> Harry Potter wiki, and it's not. It's interesting, which is what I'm getting at. Is I really like where Sarah was going with what she was saying. Because it, like, all it says is that it was cursed, but there's no actual, like, connection saying Voldemort cursed it. Like, there's no confirmation of that. Well, we do know that Tom Riddle wore it. And yes. And we do know that Gaunt wore it. Yes. So it's, so it so, says here, so, Snape says, Slytherin describing line? the potency of the curse, the ring carried a curse of extraordinary power to contain it is all we can hope for. I've trapped the curse in one hand for the time being. We, we know he's talking to Dumbledore. I almost did it again. <laughs> so, Voldemort. <laughs> so it says a powerful curse was placed upon Marvel O'Gaunt's ring around the time that Lord Voldemort turned it into a Horcrux as a defense against anyone who might try to destroy it. This curse was designed to quickly kill anyone who dared to wear the ring. Mm-hmm. But honestly, that is kind of like, that's guesswork. That's just yeah. the timing that we think. I mean, that's all we can do. No, for sure. But that's why I'm saying like what Sarah is talking about, like that could, that could work out because it's not like there's no confirmation saying Voldemort did this. It could be because Voldemort did this, this happened. Could you be. know what I'm saying? I think, I think it's like one of those things where like it, it's almost like a chemical reaction kind of a situation where yeah. like you take one thing, you add something to it. And you're now, you now have created something new. So you mm-hmm. had the ring and it had the resurrection stone in it, but they didn't know. Mm-hmm. So you have that piece that's literally, you know, however death give it, gave it to them. So it's a hollow. So it's something of its own thing. There's only three of them in the world. Mm. And now you've turned it into, you've added all of that extra stuff of whatever exactly a Horcrux is, but we know what part of goes into it is killing someone and you have a piece of a soul in there. And I think adding that together, turn it into something really vile. What it wasn't originally. Mm-hmm. And then having maybe even having the intention of wanting to see like it turned it into something like oh you want to see your family instead of bringing them back we're going to kill you that's that how just you can blew see my mind that's how you can see whoa them. there Oof. you go you want to see your family come on over cross the river come on over come, come on, on over baby, baby. Mm-hmm. um i like what kara said about she's she had a thought that if the locket has an effect when you wear it around your neck the ring has an effect when you put it on your finger, and the diary has an effect when you write in it. Maybe the cup would have effect if you drank from it. And Maybe the diadem, diadem would have effect mm-hmm. if you wore it. I, I really like that. that they all I had. I do also think with the diadem, so. though, like there wasn't enough time. I mean, the diadem did have an effect if you wore it before the Horcrux was made. True. So maybe the lure of wearing it, it all tried to lure you in. Every yeah. single one of those tried to lure you in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Caitlin said, do you have to ride Nagini? <laughs> <laughs> Just pet her. Wear around her neck like Britney Spears. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> free Britney. Free Britney. If you hold, if you hold Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Does Jenny ever once they're cuddling? That was she feel some type of way. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Oh, gosh. That was a conversation. I loved it. I'm here for all of that. That was pretty great. <sighs> yeah, so it's my headcanon that um, they didn't curse it, but it got cursed from their actions. I'm here for it. You get a curse, and you get a curse. <laughs> Read to me. Fan story? Yes. All right. Oh, my computer just died, but that's okay. I have the doc on my here, phone. You can here, read it. Read it from the screen. Oh, wow, thanks. <laughs> okay. oh, wow. oh, wow, guys. All right, Sarah, Gee, will you scroll for me when I get willikers. there? Gee, willikers. guys, thanks. So this one comes from October 2020 and from Simone. Hello, Tiffany, Sarah, Megan, and Katie. My name is Simone. I'm a 26-year-old Hufflepuff. What up, Katie? What up, Simone? I had to look up my wand because I can never remember. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) I love you. It's pear wood with a unicorn hair core, 13 and 3 quarter. And they say inches, I suppose? Confused German here. Sorry. (laughs) I thought that was cute. And quite bendy flexibility. My Patronus is a black mare. Hey, man. I started listening to your podcast almost a year ago, and now that I'm all caught up on the episodes, I decided to send in my Potter story, which is not actually a story, unfortunately. It's more like a collection of different memories. So we're going into your puns, Eve. I'm here for this. When we played pretend in primary school, my classmates and I would always choose Harry Potter characters, and I got so mad because my best friend called dibs on Hermione every single time. I remember finishing Hot Cup of Fire way past my bedtime, and being so proud of myself that I ran downstairs to tell my parents. I didn't get I didn't get in trouble, though. I remember setting my alarm one hour early so that I could read before school. For Deathly Hollows, my best friend and I stayed up until midnight, and when the book finally got delivered, we managed to read one chapter and fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> we were 13. Can you blame us? I'm so happy I grew up reading the books and watching the movies, always impatiently waiting for the next release. And I'm equally happy that I found a group of people that feels the same way about this magical world. I don't use Facebook a lot these days, but when I do, I'm completely blown away by this community of wonderful people you four ladies have built. You've given me so much, so many much-needed laughs, so many thoughts to think, so many (laughs) songs that got stuck in my head. You have brightened up 2020, and I'll always be grateful. Thank you for all the work you're putting into this podcast. I'm sending you lots of love and all the hugs, Simone. I love that. Also, this is like perfect for this episode. Yeah, yeah, because we sang a lot. Um, Also, props to you for waking up an hour early to read. Right? Not me. (laughs) I love it. I love that, though. I love how it's just, I mean, that's sometimes you don't need a whole story, you know, like a specific, like, this is how I got into it. You could just have like a collection of things that make you feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You don't like that a lot. Yeah. If you don't. If you don't remember, like, truly, like, if I were to, I mean, I've talked about this a lot, but, like, I don't remember how and when I read Sorcerers. Mm. Right. You know? I don't I remember. remember mine. The floor was wet because we weren't staying in a cottage that had been flooded the week before. Ooh. Sounds like Harry on the <laughs> deserted <Yeah>. house. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Joke me. Uh, well, thank you, Simone. All right. This joke this week is what sport do magical sea creatures play? Squidward. Squidditch. <laughs> I've got a knock knock joke. Oh jeez. Okay. Knock knock. Who's there? Who's there? Nobel. Nobel who? Nobel. That's why I knocked. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that's knock great. knock. Who's there? Luke. Luke who? Look through the people and find out. <laughs> oh my god. That's all I do and then I run away from the door. Knock knock. Who's there? 
Geraniums. Geraniums. <laughs> Grass. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Follow your host on Wait, social media. I have another, I have another one. This is kind of this kind of pertains to us. Knock knock. Figs. Figs the door, but it's not working. Oh. <laughs> this All is right. another one. Knock oh, knock. <laughs> Who's, Who's there? there? Honeybee. Honeybee. Honey Who? Honey, be a deer and get that for me, please. Oh my god. <sighs> Go ahead. Okay. Follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch at the Petrus Family. Tiffany's on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at Tiff Swish underscore flick. Sarah is on Instagram at oh ha 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 Mally with three H's. You know what I realized today that my old handle was O'Malley G R L eleven, and I was like, who let me do this? <laughs> G R L O'Malley girl eleven. I, I mean, that. I was Rupert's girl, 77, on AIM. Oh, man. I was AIM. Ringlets 411 spelled incorrectly. <laughs> ringlets. with a W. You remember away messages? Ringlets. Oh, man, yes. away messages. Some of those TikToks about away messages are life. Whenever I hear that sound from AIM, I'm like, oh, the Or the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my crush got offline. My crush got offline. Her um, thing was supposed to be above average, and she got very angry at me because I told her it looked like a beverage. I'm like, what well, that's what you're saying. <laughs> what your beverage. name looks like? Uh, ringlets 411. Tiffany, what are you doing? Oh, you know. <laughs> Living life. No, what have I... I don't know. What have I been doing? I don't know. Just summering. It was, I was just visiting my family, so that was really, really nice. I'm... Re- Reading the Snape book. I'm reading <sighs> Court of Wings and Ruin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm podcasting. <laughs> and I don't know. I haven't really been doing much. Bought Mario Golf. So that was, that's fun. We're actually going to look to start setting up streaming stuff. Mm-hmm. Figuring that out. And reminiscing about my vacation. Mario Golf is good. It's good because, like, you can play, like, a full game or you can do, like, a super quick game. (laughs) What are you laughing about? The Hufflepuff one's named Bellatrix. (laughs) What? Vinny, go down. The helper. The helper role for Hufflepuff has been renamed to Bellatrix. <laughs> Vinny. <laughs> Why do you guys get helpers? None of y'all need help. <laughs> Anyways. Yep. That's what I've been doing. Spending time with Lady Supreme. Swimming. We just had Swishmas. That's something mm-hmm. we can talk about. Swishmas was super fun. Sasa goes all out for all the Swish parties. And actually, it was every party be a party planner we had five christmas trees we did literally and this sweet family (laughs) (laughs) i forgot about them so we're all sitting around just like talking and sarah's looking like towards the street and she's making like this confused face i'm like what like who is it and she's like i don't know she goes i I don't know who's coming over you know everybody like they would text and I would be like, yeah, you know, like, I'm having no a party. No one would have been coming over because my, like, my, uh, my family was having another party. Like, I had a cousin's graduation party. 
So like that half of the family would be at that party and the other half of my family doesn't ever come over like unless they're invited, which is not how my mom's side, like my mom's side of the family, like they'll just come, well, they'll talk to my mom and be like, can we come over? Where like my dad's side will be like, they don't ever (laughs) ask, but like they'll get invited over. Not to say that we don't want them or anything, but the only person that would ever ask to come over um, is no longer with the living. So I was like, I don't know who could be coming over. It was just mm-hmm. like there would be no one because no one would because they're at a party. And then they're getting closer. And I'm like, Sarah, I'm like, I don't, I don't think I know these people because it kind of <laughs> looked like my cousin. But I was like, I don't think that's him. And then Carrie's like, do you know them? And I was like, no, I have no idea who these people are. She thought I was joking. I was like, no, I genuinely don't know those people. So they like walk in. It's like a woman, a man, and like kids in tow, swimming stuff. Like five kids. Ready to go. I don't and know we if it was all five, like, but it was too many. We're just staring at we them. We like turn around awkwardly and she's what did she say? Does Kristen like, live Does here? Kristen live here? And we're and sitting we're like, there outside uh, with five Christmas trees. No. No, and she's like, Yeah, I didn't think so. You know, girls just sitting around and then they like awkwardly like so they were like, sorry, and we're like, Yeah, that's cool. And they left <laughs> and we had a good laugh. But we were sitting there with these five white decorated Christmas trees. On July 3rd. On July 3rd. (laughs) Like a bunch of weirdos. Do you think that was what made her really question it? Probably. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if she's... I think they were also just like, they didn't know where, like, where the house was. Yeah. Um, It was just Do you even know a Kristen? Sure, I know a Kristen. I don't know anyone that lives by me. (laughs) Oh, man. It was good times, though. Yeah. Butterbeer ice cream, homemade by Sasa. So just like the parks. Good. Uh, uh, the only thing is, it's it's like hard, it was harder, but hard, that's because well, it was like saucer. really frozen. If, that was the that yeah. was literally if you the let only it sit difference. out for a second and like because I literally cut my hand the next day scooping it out with a spoon. Um, so if that tells you anything about how I'm accident prone, but like if you just let it yeah. like sit out for like five minutes and soften up, it tastes exactly like mm-hmm. um the parks and it was so easy to make it was just heavy whipping cream condensed um milk sweetened condensed milk and then i made the but like the butterscotch sauce and that one was super easy so and then you just put it in a loaf pan and then sh- and she also it. made homemade dole whip which is also and it was amazing good. it was amazing Actually, and the, the only difference sauce, there was yeah. kate you pointed this out i think is that there were tiny pieces of like tiny shreds of pineapple i like that which i really enjoyed Mm -hmm. so it was great it was a great food weekend yep 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 my hufflepuff heart was very happy next we're still visiting cleveland um and we're having a good time eating a lot of really good pizza and a lot of just like good food in general getting honey (laughs) hot And Brandon said, "Were they finally cut pineapples? Pineapples, if you will." <laughs> they were pineapples. <laughs> Blended. But other than that, I am trudging through Mist and Fury, Court of Mist and Fury. It's very good. Um, and playing video games. We unlocked the like the last and hardest level in super mario 3d world and we've been trying for days to beat this level and we can't even get to the first star so yeah you know yeah i don't know that's kind of all i've got it's we've been like really like chilling so i don't have a lot of um news 
Yeah, I've been doing the same. Just a lot of family, a lot of friends. Just catching up, honestly. Trying to eat lots of good food that I don't get to eat anymore. Hmm. Mainly pizza and ice cream. And they don't have pizza and ice cream in Florida. Not they good do, pizza. but not like up here. They definitely don't have good pizza. You can find some good ice cream, but they definitely do not have good pizza. Um, and I finally picked up Addie LaRue again, and now I just don't want to stop reading it. Isn't that so good? Yeah. Very, very good. I need answers to these questions <laughs> I have, and I just can they won't get answered. So I, I asked reading. her last night. I was like, do you have any ideas? She and had like, some good ones. I do, but I don't think they're right. So, I don't know. Like, I've never read this. I don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> don't say anything. That was really loud. It was loud. <laughs> I didn't hear it. What are you talking about? Eddie LaRue? LaRue? Mm-hmm. Look at her face. I'm not sure if I heard you or not. Don't. Don't. Just forget it. I'm reading. Why you gotta mess around like that? Because she's green. Look at her. Sarah, continue. She, um, didn't even, she didn't even see me do I my heard little I'm tongue. A, I'm a snake. <laughs> I'll what do I'm, that tongue What am I thing. doing with my life? I'm planning several trips and reading. Understatement of the century. Oh my god, I forgot about my trip that I booked. Oh well, talk about it next time. <laughs> I booked mine first. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> oh my god. You <laughs> sound like Forrest Gump. That's all I got to say about that. Um, so just doing that because... You know, I like traveling. And what did I read this month? I reread A Court of Silver Flames because I missed my people. Um, I didn't cry really reading this one the first time I sobbed. But also, I think my thyroid might have contributed to me crying a lot this year. And then I read May the Best Man Win, which was good. I liked it. I didn't love it as much as I thought I was going to. Let me... I think I read, like, what it's about the last time we recorded. Um, But it's, like, a YA book, like, a young adult book about, like, these two seniors that are both vying for, like, homecoming queens. So, like, there were some things in the book that, like, I can't relate to. One, I'm 31. Um, And these are, like, teenagers. Which is fine. Like, and I don't mind... Like, I've read... I love reading YA. But, like... I also don't know what it's like to go to a co-ed high school or have a homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, there were some aspects of the book that I'm like, it just is very fast-paced because, like, homecoming was, like, three weeks into school. And, like, I we didn't do this because we didn't have a football team because we I went to an all-girls school. Um, and then, like, it was a good read. There were some aspects, like, the one main character, Jeremy, like, I didn't love him. Um, Jeremy Bear Me? No, it just is like, I just, he just has a, has a lot of anger, but like he also is going through a lot. So, like, he and his. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, so he, the, the premise of the book is um, Jeremy, like, before his senior year, comes out as trans. And so, female to male, um, his school is like accommodating and all of these things, but he broke up with like his boyfriend. Like, two weeks before, like, this is all announced that he, like, decide, like has decided to, like, come out to everybody and, like, be trans, cut his hair, like, change his name, his pronouns, everything. And what happens is, like, he goes into senior year where now it's both him and his ex-boyfriend who, like, he was, he's on the cheerleading team. His boyfriend, who's Lucas, is the home, like, is the captain of the football team. 
and they're both vying for homecoming king. So like that's the whole premise is like now they are fighting and now they're like they don't get along and now they're like kind of enemies because they're both trying to get homecoming king. Um, but they also still have feelings for each other because like Lucas is like, I don't know why you broke up with me. Also broke up with him on the day of his brother's funeral, which I was like, that's really not kind. And so like part of it, like the part of a lot of it was like just a lack of communication, but they're also teenagers and all of these things, but it ends well. And I, I liked the ending and I love Lucas so much. Like he was great. So like there were some parts I didn't like. There were some parts I really liked. So if you're looking for that, there are some trigger warnings before going into that, obviously like homophobia, transphobia, um, assault, sexual assault, all of those things. What um, book is this again? May the best man win. And I think it's a new book. Like I think it just came out this year. So I enjoyed reading it. It was a quick read. Um, but just be aware. Um, and then I started reading Being Mortal. So a complete shift from having a fictional young adult book to very much nonfiction talking about people dying. So it's written by a doctor, um, Atul Gawande, who mm. um, is a surgeon at Brigham Young. I don't know if it's Brigham Young. I know it's in Boston. Um, but it's basically like kind of like it's more medical focus than I was expecting it to be, but it's kind of talking about how as like he's seeing as a doctor. And then I think also it goes into it, it, into like people in his own life that are elderly um, and how like we treat people that are sick and that are dying and how like you want to fix things. But at the end of the day, like we are all going to die. So like, it's just kind of talking about that. It's literally called being mortal medicine and what matters in the end. Um, because like, you know, quality over life versus quantity, you know, if you are got a terminal illness, you know, it's just things that like, and it's also kind of said right now, it's really talking about like the elderly and how, um, a lot of medicine like fails them because like a lot of geriatric programs, like they're one of the more like underfunded and like, they're the ones that don't make a lot of money. So a lot of doctors don't want to go into it. Um, and really they could use people that do work with the elderly and like help them with what they need. And it kind of talks even, I'm only a little bit into it, but it also has been talking about like how way back in the day, how people weren't living as long as they are now and how they were living with their kids or like their kids were helping them, but people also want to like be independent and there's nursing homes and all these other aspects. So like Mm -hmm. how the world is changing in the last you know, like 50 to a hundred years with like modern medicine coming into play and people are living longer and just how we treat them. And it's really, I think more of a medical focus, which is like what I, I like that cause I am in the medical field. Um, and this is just kind of where I want my, I think I want my career to go. So, so far it's been a good read. Good. I think you have so deep a calling. Yeah. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Thanks. You have a passion. Yeah. It's just sad when you, like, it's just, the whole thing is sad. Like, when anyone dies, mm-hmm. it's sad. And yeah. it's just something I'm passionate about is, like, having those conversations that are hard to have. But, like, having wills made, even if you're young, you know, having people know, like, what you want in case of a tragic thing happening. Um, and those are hard conversations to have, but they're important to have, too. So... These are my uplifting things I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. You reminded me that I bought three yeah. books today. So mm-hmm. I have looked into Death Doula, and that's one of um, 
probably the route I'm going to go. Um, I'm probably still going to go to nursing school, but like do hospice or death doula, both of those things. Cause like I, that's what I think my path is going to be. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's my life. Well, and what were you going to say, Katie? Oh, I, said I just, I actually bought three books. I think last time we mm-hmm. talked about how I passed up. I made her, I was like, you were picking books. three books. And today. this time I picked three books and I can't remember what they're all called, but. I'll try to put them on our Instagram, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I got one too. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. The good. one, the one sounds super. I think it's called like Love cool. and Gelato. Yeah. Oh, I think I've passed that before. The cover is just really cute, and I'm not gonna lie, I judge books by their cover. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. "That's cute. I'm gonna get it." I have some pretty covered books as well. I have so many books that like I keep buying them, uh, and I just my, my never ending TBR list is endless. Never ending story. Um, I bought, um, and there's Ohio so Ghost many, book. there's so many series, and I do this all the time, that like I have all of the books, but I just haven't even like wanted to pick them up. Like the Wicked trilogy, I have the last book I haven't read. Throne of Glass. There's two more books I haven't read. I just like uh, I don't know, dragging my feet. But yeah, as always, give me your book recommendations. I'll eventually read them all. I'll read all the books that were ever written. Which is a lie because a lot of them are written in languages I can't read. It's true. It's true. I think I think I just got that book. You did from Carrie. Yeah, Carrie, our friend Carrie gave me. She's like, You probably would really like it, so I it's on my it's literally on my dresser with all the other ones. Midnight Library. Um I'll read it eventually. Maybe I'll do a post one day of all the books that are on my uh <laughs> my uh dresser that I on my to be read list. Mm. There's probably fifteen or twenty. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, well, I've read forty-two or forty-three books this year, so good for you. Eh. And it's not including books I've reread. I've reread three books too, but like I don't count Silver Flames because I read that already this year, mm-hmm. and then I read two other books that I read last year. Okay, sounds good. I know what this is for. It's for grass in good times. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The grass is not good times. (laughs) (laughs) That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the mall get you down. (gasps) Amazing. My voice. (laughs) All right. Oh, okay. Put a note in. I'll put a note in. But Bev, don't edit out. A lot of that. Have you ever heard this song? Yes, you Listen, have. You dirty liar. She is a dirty liar. You know this song. Listen to Listen. the lyrics. Listen. Both of you. Sure. Don't let the movers get you down. And then Bab's going to add that sweet little voice then. Mm-hmm. Mine. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>time inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply